Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 66 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello. How you doing, man? All right? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Have you been outside? Have you, have you been in the wide world? Like, well, actually, you work in the wide world, don't you? Well, I, I, I have to drive through the wild world to get to my works. Yeah, but that's about it. But no, yeah. I've been outside for a couple of days. It's been nice. Um, <laughs> I've just been indoors filming Death Zone stuff and, uh, well, painting miniatures for a game that is now deceased, which is incredibly, um, what's the word? Rewarding. Um, hilarious oh okay yeah. we'll go with the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not super i was like well you know what blood bowl's in a great place at the moment let's let's do something else let's go for something else let's go for something more generic fantasy let's go in deep on cursed city and then it died mm. in like what <laughs> eight days yeah it no longer exists Hang it on, never when, happened when did it come out was it saturday the 10th Sat- uh, it was actually this is it's not even eight days it is so i've had the game for a week and it is now dead. And I've done a really good job painting stuff. Like, I've got things painted for it. I was like, this is wicked. I'm going to be able to record some gameplay videos like early next week. It's going to be fun. And now I don't really want to record videos for it because no one can buy the game. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's so bizarre. It's weird, man. I mean, the channel is certainly not about views and stuff because we do it on Blood Bowl. We don't do it on 40k or AOS, and that's where the views would be. We do this because Blood Bowl is the best game. But I thought mm-hmm. it might be nice to try and do something creative and do something slightly different with a different style. And it died. Like, just. <laughs> just horrific. Uh, anyway, well, we've got about 10 copies yeah. each, so we're solid. <laughs> Don't advertise that, yeah, Ben. No, 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 no. One copy. I got uh, Entoyment's demo copy because, in Pete's words, why would I order it? Why would I demo a game I can't sell? I'm like, well, wow, well, yeah, yeah. That, says, that says all, doesn't yeah. it? So, went to get it from Pete, and I was like, Pete, you know, normally we, we take the demo copy early so we can show it off and tell people to come and buy the game from you. And, and he got 15 of his initial 50 copies, and they were like, oh, I don't know if you're going to get any more. So Pete was like, yeah, take it anyway, Ben. Just take it away. <laughs> I was like, okay, thank you. So it didn't bother doing an unboxing because it was just, it felt really weird. I I didn't want to be like, hey, check out this awesome game. Like, look at all these cool parts and none of you can buy it. Just, Mm. just what? At least the tiles make a great dungeon ball pitch. So it's just dungeon ball now. That's all. Dungeon Bowl and some D and D minis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. Nah, the tiles are pretty cool, but uh, there's not that many of them. So I don't know. Mm. I, it's not the solution for Dungeon Bowl. I was really sneaky hoping it would be. The quest yeah. continues. What, You've got combine them. That's probably yeah. enough. It is probably enough, actually. I was still hopeful. I was still hopeful, but you know, that yeah. shouldn't be hopeful. Anyway, Ben. Other than Cursed City and uh, Games Workshop's Glory Week, what are we talking about on episode sixty-six? Uh, we're going to be having a cheeky review of the, what we've seen from the Death Zone. Absolutely. Um, we'll also be going through our favourite entries from the Adjusted Roster competition, including the winners. Ah, uh, yeah. And also the usual games, hobby and stuff like that. Absolutely. So we got the winners for our Adjusted Roster competition, and man, there was about 100, all in all, I think. 
There was about about 70 individual entries and, and multiple people had multiple entries. So it's probably over 100 and they were brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to, to talking through a few with, uh, with you, Ben, because uh, mm-hmm. we'll have the classic pick one roll off. Um, so I hope you've got some kind of dice nearby. Cool, uh, cool. I can do. <laughs> but I, I, I bet they're not the new nobility dice. Um, but we'll talk oh, about oh, that. Oh. We'll talk about that in news. <laughs> Welcome back. It's news time. So, weirdly, in the Blood Bowl world, it's all about the death zone, the spike 12, the sevens pitch, the individual black orc and nobility teams and the dice that may or may not be in reality just a thing or not. Um, but I think, Ben, there's nothing in the world of Kickstarter at the moment for Blood Bowl. Vortice is showing off their mixture of stadiums, but at the moment they're just showing off stadiums and mm-hmm. that's cool. But a bunch of nine second videos is just like nice. I, I can't, I want, I would like to buy them now, please. Um, yeah, well, you know. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be able to get the games workshop approach. <laughs> yeah, here's a preview of a preview of a preview. Um, but it's worked, and it worked really yeah. well for Cursed City. So this is Blood Bowl, absolutely. But Cursed City was a massive splash release, and this is related to Blood Bowl because it is also impacted on the Blood Bowl releases this weekend. So Cursed City um, did a Indomitus, really, didn't it, Ben? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um... It it was really it was really exciting, uh, but I think we kind of we kind of saw it coming. I think Indominus kind of conditioned everyone in being like, "You've got to get this fast. It's gonna go fast." I think the main difference though was, they did they ever say this was going to be limited? Not at all. Not once. Um, everybody just assumed it was going to be limited, um, which racketed the FOMO right up. Yeah. Like the fear yeah, it was really like community driven. I feel like the more it was discussed, the more it got like I need this. The I more this the game. more Games Workshop didn't respond to is it limited releases, the more the community was like, relax, there's gonna be more. The more it just enthralled people to be like, There's not gonna be more, is there? This is it, this is a one and done thing. And we're all standing around going, Well, uh, Blackstone Fortress, which was the forty K one, was out for years and had like twenty yeah. expansions. Like this is now a game system for Games Workshop. This is now a game that's gonna be supported and you're gonna be able to get it. And if you don't buy it the first month, you could buy it in a couple of months time no they came out today and said it is deleted it does not exist anymore and all the stores got no copies based on what they were supposed to get it's really strange it's like um i'm not sure it's it's a very like a very gw sort of like outcome for this sort of thing because you know with when it comes to board games, I, I love board games and I love dungeon crawler board games. That's obviously why I was excited for this being a dungeon crawling board game. But the while the models are you know A tier, the game is fine. The game is fine. It looks fun. Not too bad. Um, yeah. So don't, I think if you did miss out on it, they don't really beat yourself up about it. There are a lot of dungeon crawlers out there. Like for the similar price, you can go and get Gloomhaven. That'll last you like you know three years of trying to play through a campaign of that and it's a fantastic game so like i wouldn't say it's like an absolutely essential purchase if you really wanted a dungeon crawler so i it it, while it sucks that it's uh gone at least from latest news is it's gone it's gone it's gone um (laughs) 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be too upset about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen some absolutely brilliant posts in the Cursed City Facebook page along the lines of, relax, you were never going to actually play it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, incredibly accurate, I think. But right, is Games Workshop just the, I, the, the, the iPhone of, of Wargaming? Is that it? Is this it, Apple? It kind of feels like that. It's like, I feel... I, I, I'm not sure what it is. I wish they would just sort of come out and say, "Look, this is the situation," and then we're all left. It's, you get you don't get all the conspiracy theories and stuff if they just oh, be like, this "Maybe is, that's what they this like." Is the case and this is why. Like I don't know. Maybe Reddit is maybe. just free advertising the for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, that might be. That's a conspiracy in itself, and it's what we're doing. <laughs> we're going on podcast talking about Games Workshop. <laughs> the, the thing is, for me, the reason I was so excited about it is because. AOS is massive, like the universe is yeah. massive, and this game could have explored that in a massive way, yeah. and it would have been really cool, and that's what I was looking forward to. Yeah, the base game was a little bit lacklustre, but a lot of things are until you start getting the expansion packs and the DLC and stuff, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Like To be honest with you, if you picked up Blood Bowl, well, it's just two teams and it's fine. Like It's really good, but it gets really good when you add the other 27 teams, right? Um, yeah. And I think Curse City was very similar in that regard. Anyway, that's been Carnage. That was Carnage last week, and they've just ended the product in five, in five days, deleting social media posts about it, Like, and Google search um, stuff is now expunged from the Games Workshop records. They cancelled their live play. Like They've just squatted um, Curse City. But... The fire continues. Now, this weekend is the drop of Death Zone and all the other Blood Bowl releases this weekend, and multiple stores have reported that due to a epic software disaster in the Games Workshop warehouse, they may not be getting their pre-orders. Ah, and that's not just for Blood Bowl. This is also for the poor Adeptus Titanicus guys who've been waiting... 59 years to receive the Warmaster Titan and when it was finally up for pre-order they finally got to pay for it they're now not going to get them until at some point now the stores are still confident that they're going to come in like Friday Saturday and they should be able to get them out for pre-orders but stores get their gear Wednesday Thursday so they can post them on Friday or Thursday normally but they shouldn't but they do so bad news bears for third parties um they were told they were getting mm. low stock, and now the stock isn't even coming due to a software error. So I don't know. It, it's yeah, it, it it really does suck. Um, but I mean, things happen. It's just the sort of thing where I feel like I don't know. Just just tell people what's going on, Games Workshop. Just tell people. Put out a post being like, "This is the situation," and no, we're all going to be happier for it. Yeah, well, like, I can't say that. No, when the vast community probably isn't. But <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they're like, um, look at the government. Okay, the government built this massive hospital in London and didn't use it, which is really a very good thing. However, the opposition and the media are like, they wasted this money building this hospital that they never even needed. And I personally am of the opinion that building hospitals is useful in case you need them. Um, but the, the, the Labour government, see, the Labour Party seems to feel otherwise, and that's okay because um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But Games Workshop are just sitting in the middle. We're like, look, if we say we undersold this and we can't replace it, we're going to get chastised for that. If we say everything's fine, we're going to get chastised for that. Best thing to do, guys, is just to uh, deny and just ignore it. It'll all go away. <laughs> Maybe they've got it right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, 
it's just tough. Oh, no, it's very, yeah. Now, I, I, I'm just glad I'm not in our shoes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But the good thing yeah. is this release um, is salvageable from the Blood Bowl point of view. Like, if you wanted the Black Orc team or the Nobility team, you could have already gotten by now. Like, they're out. Like, mm-hmm. I've got two Nobility teams for some reason. Um, and, you know, that's just... The, the, the models are out there. The rules are out there. If you wanted to play sevens, multiple people have built their own using the back of the standard pitch. And the the rules are kind of... The Death Zone rules are out there. I mean, we've got videos out now breaking down the sevens rules, and we're going through the... Um, the mercenaries um one type by another so the rules for the for the death zone are out there and everything else you only really need if you're going to use them in a game and they're all heavy expansion material like all the stuff in death zone isn't going to come up very often unless you decide to specifically play a death zone this game which we'll talk about in our in our topic a little bit later on but you're not missing out by not getting this blood bowl stuff you're missing out on a great read but it's not like, oh my gosh, I wanted to get this game now and now I can't get the game or I had a game planned or I needed this team to build it up to play a game. No, if you needed a team, you would already have it. And if you wanted to play Blood Bowl with the Death Zone rules, you could probably do that now or just leave them out and your game will be fine. Um, and that's really good. So yes, it's a bit sucky, but worse things have happened. And I know I'm being Bill Bailey and we talked about this before, but you know, not too bad, all things considered. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> ultimately, we've still got a cool new edition of Blood Bowl that, I've, you know, when the games have been, at least in this country, you know, haven't really had much chance to play games, it's still going to be exciting to yeah. hopefully soon be able to get some games in and it's going to be a new edition. It's going to be really fun. So I'm still looking forward to it regardless. I don't really need an expansion for a game I haven't had a chance to play yet. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want to play Blood Bowl, you can still play Blood Bowl. Like, it's going to be yeah. fine. Um, and I think that's okay. So I think that is basically all the news, except to say that some people tomorrow will get spike 12 uh which is really cool all the fluff and things for black orcs and it's 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 okay there's nothing in there you're missing because it's all in the standard rulebook which is great uh, death zone's gonna land the sevens thing's gonna land and the dice are gonna land but obviously everything's delayed and restricted quantities up the wazoo so uh it's gonna be interesting it's going to be oh, really interesting dice. did you see that thing recently with the necromantic dice having <laughs> duplicate faces i've got mine here and i did check them but yeah no i think sadly i've only got two sixes on each of my dice so not enough Ah, not enough (laughs) (laughs) no i did the necro dice with like multiple fours and multiple fives on yeah i think i saw someone who had like didn't have ones and it was like ah, i can never fail to go for it again (laughs) (laughs) you'd still find a way if you're going into the end zone you'd still find a way (laughs) somehow roll yeah make up a one so news wise that is a wrap that's about it to be honest with you isn't it that's all that's really going on so uh, we'll take a quick moment and we'll be back with hobby So we make sure that whenever we do the podcast, we chat about what we've been painting and what we've been playing. So Ben, painting, playing, buying, building, printing. What have you been up to, man? What's on the list? Uh, well, like you said, Curse City came out. Talk about it again. Uh, I've been going through some of that. I've painted up uh, one of the heroes, Brutog, the, the ogre. Oh, that ogre is an um, amazing miniature. I absolutely love it. Seriously love it. Um I've done all of the skeletons, including the captain, and a couple of those big ogre zombie things, um, which I think are really awesome models. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're my favorite models in the set, I think. They're just really, like, beefy and, you know, big. 
it feels satisfying to plonk down on the table and be like crush them yeah clearly strength four yeah, yeah. um oh strength four and they're like they, strength they nine strength, it's huge <laughs> <laughs> hey giants are strength seven they're back so uh yeah oh, yes <laughs> no i've i've also painted up the um the skeleton hero uh i did the really lazy boy ian method which is using multiple rattle cans and a heavy wash of nuln. And you know what? I thought it was a great way to get the game finished nice and early. Um, Honestly, um, it's seriously impressive seeing the the speed you guys have smashed that out at that level of quality as well. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's been good. It would have been good enough for YouTube. Would have been. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, allowed to broadcast the game though because it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> genuinely though that was the plan like i've got multiple cameras because we're building the stream setup for games and things um for like tournaments so i've got an unnecessary amount of cameras and um i was just like set a plan and i've been working on like a layout so that i could have an overhead camera a side camera you can see the cards and actually we can have like a online you know Friday night or whatever, we all get together online, multiple cameras, and we got like that. I just was like, this is going to be a great way to play a game every, you know, once a month. We'll do the, the do the story, progress the story, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, completely deflated. Like I've felt this gaming deflated in such a long time. Oh man, don't don't be deflated. I am. Plenty of games. I am. I was really excited. Hey, it. Also, however, and I, did, I was chatting with Tiff about this earlier when I was watching the carnage unfold in the Facebook group as the truth came out. I was like, oh, damn. Um, luckily, yesterday, Craig recruited more moderators for the Facebook group. Like, <laughs> So we went from a team of four to a team of ten around the world. And I'm like, this is great, great timing. But I was saying to Tiff, like, on the plus side, like, now I don't have to paint the rest of the set. Like, There's a lot of work that I now don't feel like a rush to do. Um and that's that. That's quite good. But anyway, Ben, you've been painting up the the dead the dead mm -hmm. game. What else have you been up to, hobby wise and game wise? Um, well, I had a new uh, Kickstarter arrive on the same week as Curse City, which is really you know Ooh. overwhelming to have two quite large board games in the same week. It sounds um, terrible, Ben. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awful. No, it's, it's it's called Madara. I've been waiting for it for ages. Um, it's another dungeon crawler, but it's very very story driven with a like 100 hour campaign or something um and yeah it, it like this has been fun so a lot of my hobby has been printing off an insert for that and sleeving cards which has been oh, really, really satisfying. nice i do love yeah. the extra gear like the the organization and stuff of it uh looks pretty cool yeah i yeah i'm a huge fan of i've been following it pretty closely um it's got um in my opinion really cool art it's very like modern fantasy it's all set in like a modern it's like a modern take on sci-fi fantasy um yeah it's it's really quite unique um i like it a lot my my, uh, okay, forward my, to my, my question is how big are the squares uh <laughs> that's a good question they're quite small i think oh, they're just over like they're probably about 30 mil oh, well, yeah we can maybe make that work maybe wait that work for blood ball yeah so Midara is um, cool. So how many miniatures? Yeah. Like, is it is it is it proper Kickstarter with like seventy miniatures? Eventually, this is this is number one of three waves that they're doing. Oh, uh, so Act One alone has like a hundred hours, and it's like a rule book about like you know the thickness of a brick. It weighs a ton. Um, but the miniatures, there's there's like fifty or so. Um, it's about it's similar amount to Curse, to be fair. 
Yeah, not not the same quality miniatures. Yeah, They're kind not, of the not PVC made by board Apple. Game. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, the game looks really really cool. Um, I like that they're doing it on waves. That is clever, actually. I think having yeah. that keep the game alive, because with a lot of Kickstarters, it comes in one massive amount and you never get to it until you eventually sell it on or give it to a friend four years later. So having a, having like, because it'd be really cool if like in three months time, the first expansion comes in. Like, and it's like a subscription. Yeah, although I think it's more three years. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's that's less good that's less good although it's yeah. quite fun years down the line when a kickstarter turns up and you're like oh i forgot i completely forgot about this um, oh yeah yeah i backed all three acts so like i've got i don't have to pay a penny more i'm just gonna have like in a in couple of years time another one's gonna arrive and i was like this is free <laughs> Past <laughs> <day for this." laughs> yeah no i i completely understand that um oh punga my punga kickstarter has should have oh, shipped yeah. um because Hang on, what day is it? Thursday. Should get a shipping notification today or tomorrow, which is very cool. So we've got some star players coming in there. I actually ordered some extras for prizes for the prize pool as well. We've got we've got some stuff coming up where we've got prizes to give out, some tournaments and things like that, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. That. And um, no, no, no update since Friday. Damn. But yeah, and the Vortice guys should be landing too. Norba, I think, are getting their gear ready i think they've 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 updated their facilities to just print in house because they've had so many shipping delays and everything because i think it was being done in like china um when obviously people keep parking boats in stupid places and unleashing plagues <laughs> which is just really bad uh so yeah, so nothing nothing big on the kickstarter front miniatures wise i went hell for leather with uh cursed city um mm-hmm. also made a couple of other speculative purchases that were completely unnecessary so picked up the yeah, yeah. I picked up the Armada starter set because it was half price and it's still sitting sealed in the lounge next to a massive box of Bonehead merch, which is quite cool. Uh, and then um, because I knew I was going to Entoyment this week, I also ordered a random box of dystopian warships. I went for it in the end because I was like, this is going to be cool. Um, and I was <laughs> depressed about Cursed City being dead. I was like, oh, I can't play this complete game anymore. I better go and get a new one. Um, so yeah, good excuse. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then uh, randomly, so the the Slan Mage Priest was the, spoiled on the Warhammer community. Oh yeah, croak. Yeah, croak. the the <laughs> the Mage Priest is old as time. One of the oldest, most powerful wizards ever to exist, and kind of remembers the creation of the universe. And he's called Croak because he's a frog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite bits of one <laughs> like, uh yeah but when the lizards landed they were all just had joke names like at yeah. least at least blood bowl kind of owns up to it um <laughs> because lord croak was the only one who was like remained in the warhammer world they can't get away from it they can't deny that one's existence uh, they'll try but they can't oh, yeah and because that landed i was like ah oh, lizard men do look really cool like the seraphon or whatever they're called in aos so i ordered the underworlds mm-hmm. team um the little lizard mixed i was like that could be quite fun to paint up we could have a look at this they look they are really nice they are really that's one of my favorite ones yeah so um as we can't get cursed city really uh, excited about there's always underworlds <laughs> and and uh, armada and uh dystopian wars and warmaster there's plenty of other games but could be a running theme throughout the episode i think we're on about five like how many times can we be depressed about cursed city <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bad day okay <laughs> 
yeah, had that to compete with this week, and also the wedding's gone to hell as well. Like because of the uh, the restrictions on the venue, which I didn't even consider, which is stupid, and I felt very angry about this. Uh, we phoned up to confirm everything and make sure everything was all right, and then just was just like, yeah, fifteen people is illegal like uh, maximum um, but it's actually nine in the venue and two of those are the registrars so uh, absolute wow. garbage so we've postponed it we've postponed it to October so hopefully things will be cool by then but then again we said this last year we said this literally a year ago <laughs> like yeah. next May will be fine like everything Good will times. be the war will be over by Christmas and although we're nearly there uh, we're, we're not quite there so uh, we've postponed the wedding for, for for six months which is a pain and now it's all the whole kind of like this person can change the date this one can't change the date so mm. honestly like with that and then Curse City it's just been a terrible week <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we did game. have a game night on Tuesday did that uh, improve or design your week <laughs> I know which one it did for me. Fumble <laughs> hates me, Ben. I have never witnessed <laughs> such brutality as I have from Fumble in the last six weeks. I don't understand. It's like it doesn't want me to play the game. It's like, right, okay, let's position this guy, position this guy. I'll go for the go for it. I've got a reroll, no problems, and he's dead. Um, and then, okay, this... <laughs> This one die block, pow, he's dead as well. I've played two games this week. I played my game against Rich with a Simeon. If you want to know more about the Simeon team, watch the uh, special team Sunday coming out tomorrow where I review and talk through the Simeon team. Interesting team. Definitely needs to be reskinned as mm. Zinch. That's my that's my hot take on it. Oh, that's a really good shout. Mm. Yeah, I thought of that. Because monkeys are stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's a cool team, but monkeys just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Extra arms on a bunch of dudes. That is just so zinch. Reskin it as yeah. zinch. Get it in there. It's a cool team. Um, yeah, lost that game as well. 2-1. Brutal. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. I made a couple of really silly misplays as well. I, I I did the classic fumble misclick. I ended up blitzing with the wrong guy and I did something else. And I was like, oh, well, now I've got to throw it. Um, so that went bad. I ended up losing 2-1 with nobility. It, really weird running nobility against a team that is so unofficial. It doesn't even feature in the secret teams of fumble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that basically sums up our fumble adventures at the moment. How was your game? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, pretty good. Um, I lost 2-0 and had three players go, but <laughs> Honestly, I feel like, right, and hear me out here, this is another conspiracy theory. Krista, who is the guy who is like the overlord of Fumble, he's going through a lot right now trying to upgrade it to Blood Bowl 2020. In the meantime, mm. Games Workshop keeps releasing stuff. Dude, the mercenaries in this book will kill him if he tries to even get his mind around how to implement into Fumble. He will die. I don't know how he's not dead already, but it, I, he will... Right, but this is my theory. He's he's transitioning into a kind of Age of Sigmar demigod, and like his, his psyche is so bitter that it's forcing the RNG to just cause hate throughout Fumble. And all the badness is happening. This guy falls over. He explodes and kills all of your family yeah. with you. And it's like, <laughs> I think it's just Krista. I think it's just Krista, who is by all accounts a wonderful person and a heck of a mind. Um, I think he's just, just you know, every sci-fi has this. The overworked engineer creates a hologram to help him get his work done. The hologram gets bitter and everybody dies. So, yeah. Um, although... 
yours were just unapologetically killed by shark men yeah it was it was brutal thank thankfully i did only have one guy die out of all of it and that was the only casualty i had and it was a cat so yeah my wear team against the shark team it was a frenzy claw and my frenzy claw guys are strength three he has four strength five ones <laughs> the two of them really have got just... mighty blow now as well and it's old rules, yeah. so they stack um but, but you're stood there <laughs> with really, your strength um... two guys with the armor seven and you're like yeah i'll eat your claw because <laughs> it means nothing <laughs> they survived better than i thought they would though thankfully pretty much my werewolves and my bear were left unscathed That's there was perfect. a time in the end when my bear got i was really low on players and i was worried that now now i've run out of cats he's going to start going for the the really expensive stuff um which he did but thankfully like the armor held up um the bear got ko'd which i breathed a sigh of relief because oh, i'd already lost like the best but, result. like to see him get ko'd was just like oh because i was worried it's gonna foul him or like just you yeah. know mighty blow was gonna do its thing yeah it was it was kind of a relief. <laughs> it's a really cool team. Like the, the the shark team is a really interesting team. So this is from the Sea Secret League, um, and yeah. it is the Sons of Stromfels, which is like the sea god, and basically mm -hmm. it's got four were sharks essentially, who are strength five yes. claws and just horrific with bloodlust as well. I think they got bloodlust. They've got bloodlust. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which did actually come in a couple of times, but Bloodlust isn't isn't awful. Um, in the new edition, <laughs> if they transfer over and they end up with um, animal savagery, that's like having claw is bad because if they punch their own dude, claw comes into effect. Oh yeah, word wouldn't it? Mm, so chomp and yeah. then mighty blow on the follow up. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do even port, and that's assuming that Krista makes it. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, good. it was still a fun game. It was still, it was still bloody. I, I, you know, I got, I managed to buy another wolf after it, and so I'm four werewolves, and my like three players leveled up, which is all good. So yeah. So what, what's your record now? Because we're three games in. Yeah, uh, two losses and one win. Ah, who did you? Yeah. Uh, who else have you played? I've played Nurgle, which I lost to, and I played uh, the Ironbreaker team, Ooh. which I won. Um, I think I've got the Ironbreaker team this week, actually. I drew against Nurgle, which is an impressive feat because that's Simon, and he is just incredibly good. Mm. Um, and this is uh, Nurgle from 2016 as well, before they just got absolutely hated on. Um, I know we all talked about vampires being the biggest loser from 2020, but I actually, I think it might be the sneak. I think it, they might be the sneaky losers of, of 2020 transition. Nurgle, mm. the tier two team that would lose against every other tier three team. Um, and I won a game, but I can't remember who I won against. Uh, you won against Squigs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great fun. Um, yeah, won the one against Squigs. Squig team was wicked. Richard's just a maniac. So, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> lost 2-1 lost to the Simeon. So, I think I've got Iron Breakers next. Who's your next you do, foe? Yeah. I've, got, I've got the Slayers. I've got Ian's... Ooh, uh, Hanum, Hanum. So, dwarf team each. We've got <laughs> be the dwarf week. Ah, oh, wicked. That kind of is the theme today, isn't it? Um, yeah. <clears throat> all dwarves, all the time. Wicked. I also got my college fumble game in, which, although I've recorded, I actually haven't put up on... Um, anyway, I need to get that out tomorrow. Uh, that is just madness, man. This is the um, the college fumble. I am the Yuan Jin head coach, the Yuan Jin Metal Oxes, and uh, it was bad. It was really, really, really bad. Oh, no. Um, my Strength 5 Gorilla uh, went out on turn one with a KO, didn't come back the entire game. I was Four other players got casualtied yeah, within the first like three turns. It was just horrific. And everyone's armor nine as well. It was just horrible. Um, 
and yeah, made a couple of poor plays because I got tilted, I think, and uh, yeah, lost two yeah, that happens. So I, oh, it's been a bad season for me on fumble. Um, I went four zero with this get with the slan, and, and I've won one game since. Uh, um, that's all right. Oh well. Just need to, need to, need to I just, I didn't back tabletop and you win the league again. Oh, it's fine. Dude, I can't wait for tabletop. I really miss it. I really miss it. Um, although league management is going to be fun with the mercenaries. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I saw, I saw your spreadsheets for that. Oh, did um, did you ever play forty k in third or fourth edition where they had the like build your own tank rules and the build your own monster rules in White Dwarf? I don't think I was alive in third edition, Ben. <laughs> yes, you were. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> no, I, I you might not afraid. been actually. To be fair, I think that was like late ninety, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. Third edition came out. I uh, just about. I would have been an infant. That's fine. Yeah, Warhammer forty k third edition. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it was wicked, uh, but it was really like nineteen ninety eight, October ninety eight. Ooh, golly, man, those. those uh, Oh, those tactical marines aged brilliantly, you know? Is that they can't have been the same ones, right? Until I think so. Like those original those original multi part tactical marines were amazing. They're really the same sculpts they have, like even now. I think they might have tweaked a couple of bits, but they look the same. And I'm very sure that the Dark Elf ones are the same. But they are they haven't aged well. But the Marines look pretty solid. You know, that was not a bad starter set. They had all the funky trees in it as well. I think the scouts are. I think the tacticals have had a, a revamp. Bit, bit of a glow up. Oh, they got yeah. made redundant by Primaris, didn't they? Um, so, yeah, they, they had a ton of stuff. So, the mercenary stuff is just like there's five different types of player, there's loads of different traits you can choose, and then you can bump their stats around. And, oh, it's just wicked. But a nightmare for commissioners. And I do not imagine them to be tournament legal, but we will talk about that in a minute. Because um, I want your opinion on that one. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is this? This is terrifying. Uh, but really fun at the same time. It's just like, ah, I don't know what to feel. I don't know how to feel. I, all I know is that I'm sad about Cursed City. <laughs> oh, that's... I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't Six. figured out how to get little tickers on um, on OBS. I think I need to figure that out because that could be quite entertaining. <laughs> um, cool. So we talked about Fumble. We talked about Hobby. We got some painting in got the new releases landing i think i think that's everything for me from hobby in the last couple of weeks you then uh yeah i think i think that's it it feels yeah again another very rapid two weeks um, it has been isn't not it sure where it's all going yeah is that because of bank holidays do you think maybe yeah that's that that kind of wiped out our whole weekend yeah i don't <laughs> all know all that just time off um yeah i'm hoping this little period though where we've got these I mean, the last two weeks have felt like four days, so I'm hoping do that again. We'll soon be on tabletop mode. Very much looking forward to it. It's well, going to be great. There's a potential the for the league to be get back to be get back uh, on the fourth of May, and said might be possible. That's oh, one two weeks away. That is, yeah, and which means we've got potential to start filming not long after that as well, Ben. So uh, we need to come up with a plan because <clears throat> that's going to be really exciting. Um, people want 11s first. I'm just gagging to play 7s. It's really difficult. Uh, so I'm going to need you to help coach me to make the right decision here because it's it was, it was the Brexit margin for 11s versus 7s. Oh, and it's so tough. <laughs> if you need my input, it will be the wrong one. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
We said we'd do a, we said we'd do elevens, so we'll do elevens. That's what people want. Easier to paint yeah. seven teams. Right, right, right. Competition time, shall we? Let's do it. All right, we'll yeah. be right back with the finalists and winners of the adjusted roster competition. And we're back. And the first big topic we're going to talk about today is our adjusted roster competition. So uh, last few weeks, we had a little competition up, which was take a Blood Bowl roster, add a positional, add a couple of positionals, change some positionals, really just take the teams that are in Blood Bowl right now and um, and tweak about with them and come up with something different. And the, re- the inspiration for that was really the amount of dwarf teams, um, which does definitely show in the entries we had um so we said adjust the rosters let us know and then we will pick uh, our favorites like we always do and roll off and we'll have a winner and the winner will get a printed team from punga so they've just released the uh stern boys the pirate themed dwarf team and mm-hmm. they are very cool and i'm very happy with that i've had to size them up a bit to 120 scale but they look really good they look really good like i am a huge fan of them and i didn't think i would That's be so nice but yeah, no, ben, they are really nice. Ben and I were talking. The, the Games Workshop Dwarf Team is fantastic. The Fanath Dwarf Team mm-hmm. is fantastic. The new Grebo one is incredible. And the and the, the Blooming Punga one is brilliant as well. So you've got four different Dwarf Teams. And the roster is a little bit samey, shall we say. So what can we do to change that? Yeah. And we talked about it with Skaven as well. Like, actually, there's so much theme you could do with a few little tweaks. And, mm-hmm. man, we had entries. At least 100 different suggestions and ideas which was amazing so i guess uh two things to go through there was also going to be a patreon winner so we're going to choose our that's basically we've got top two patreon entries and a top uh six i think uh non-patreon entries and um basically one of each will win a printed team so i'll get in contact with that one and uh yeah just want to say hello to some of our new patrons we do have a patreon and on that we get content early and we ask you to make decisions for us because it's really helpful um so appreciate that new patrons for this week we got john i'm sure you've got a second name john so all the johns out there hello uh, michael bradley emma logan mark nielsen and dave uh, davin perry so welcome to the party thank you very much for your support thank you to everybody who supports us whether you just watch the staff get involved whatever you do to help us out making content and just having a good time with blood bolt we appreciate it so i think we've prefaced that the other thing is that like we said there's if you submitted an entry and one of these top ones ends up being really similar to yours we apologize but there was about 11 skaven ones 400 dwarf ones and it was really tight so if you feel slightly jilted we apologize it just we had to pick some of our favorites and i don't know there's about 17 favorites for me but it was really better and i spent about 45 minutes at the beginning of the show whittling down just to try and find a way to have a top three each um so if you missed out really sorry but there were some awesome designs in there we got some um got some honorary mentions as well which i think we're definitely gonna have to go to um right ben shall we start should we go through our top six then do honorable mentions yeah that sounds like a good plan all right you want to kick off let's go so which one was mine mine was maxime and it was i like this one uh i like all of them to be fair so this is uh (laughs) i'm really sorry i've proven myself to be bad with names repeatedly um in fact, I did an interview once, and uh, Agnieszka 
I had to interview an Agnieszka and I had no idea how to, how to say the name. So I ended up YouTubing it right before the interview. I was like, good, good morning, Agnieszka. How are you? And they were like, oh, you said my name right. And I was like, yes, I YouTubed it because it's... <laughs> I should have you admit that. Yeah, well, it's important to be <laughs> open and honest. Cold, yeah, no, I definitely know how to say this. Um, so, Maxime, uh, hi, Ben and Ben. Here's my entry to your adjusted rosters competition. I tried to think outside the blocks, and here's the roster I've brewed up. Nice. Yeah, no, I liked it. Uh, the Joseph Bugman Rangers Dwarven team. Um, standard Dwarven team, but thematically adjusted like so. The blockers are old world blockers, 75k. Armbar, brawler, no tackle, no block, uh, but without the loner animosity, of course, because that's garbage. Completely agree. Um, the blitzers lose block and gain wrestle. The death roller becomes the beer roller and costs 20k less and is driven by Joseph Bugman himself. Uh, the Fanath model would be a great one for this one. So I, Very I think, good, yeah. I feel like Maxime's just keyed into a load of really, like, <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> a load of love here. Um, and your team always gets a free keg of Bloodweiser. All players get plus one to recover from KO, making your dwarves unnecessarily more resilient. So, great little changes. Uh, got a little breakdown of the roster here. So you get the dwarf roster as follows. So 0 to 12 blockers, 75k, 434 plus 5 plus 10 plus, uh, thick skull, armbar, brawler. Uh, runners stay the same, blitzers lose block, gain wrestle, two slayers still, and Joseph Bugman, 150k, um, with the free Bloodweiser keg. So, and a really good little breakdown here as well. Um, changing the blockers according to the OWL team means it, it stays kind of balanced even though they're a bit weaker and more expensive. This change allows to lower the price of the death roller and make it more affordable, therefore seeing it more on the pitch, which is mandatory for this team since it's driven by Joseph Bugman itself. Wrestle instead of block for the blitzers make them look more like tavern fighters, which is thematic. And the free keg is a 50k boost, but again, the blockers are slightly worse and dwarves don't need the keg very often anyways. Um, this way, I feel like it stays approximately the same power ranking as standard dwarves. Um, I thought about tweaking the death roller, um, uh, more adding dirty player to the runners, but then I'd need more nega traits elsewhere. This, I believe there are hundreds of team possibilities, but I don't know. This one struck me first. Thanks for letting us take part in the rules brewing with you. Very much enjoyed it. Take care, Max bioengineer oh nice all right well you've engineered a great team here i love the idea of joseph bugman on a beer roller bringing a free keg i love reducing the cost and i love nerfing the blockers a little bit i actually think wrestle on the blitzer is quite clever as well it's just different um yeah and i agree it gives it gives them a bit more identity um into like yeah, like you say, it's just different. It's like the Blitzers do something other than the rest of the team rather than just doing sort of a what the rest of the team does a bit faster. Version. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that one. I thought that was really good. Um, so thanks, Max. That's your one of my top three here. Um, right, who, who is first up for you, Ben? Uh, for me, I have gone for another dwarf pick. Um, I like <laughs> it. Again, we had a lot of them. And yes, uh, I think the thing with the dwarves is it's kind of the... I think why we saw a lot of them, why we liked them, was because dwarves definitely have a roster that we could see needed adjusting. Um, so could be a bit more fun. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Tom's taken a slightly diff a slightly similar approach to um, to Maxime. Um, they've gone for uh, lineman, sixty five k movement four, strength three, edge four plus, passing five plus, armor ten, brawler, thick skull. So they've done the same thing where they've um, changed brawler, or changed block to be brawler. Um, they've uh, blitzers are still block thick skull. Uh, the 
Crosshairs are the same. The Ooh. Death Roller has lost Secret Weapon. So it's now a permanent member of the team. Uh, movement 4, Strength 5. Oh, sorry, 130k as well, so it's a lot cheaper. Um, movement 4, Strength 5, Edge 5+, plus, no passing, and Armor 11+. plus. With Horns, Dirty Player plus one, Juggernaut, Loner, four plus, Mighty Blow plus one, and no hands. Uh, so the notes they've put for... Yeah, I, I, I think it's really... Yeah, we'll, we'll go on the, the notes. They've... um, But I think many coaches have realized that the Dwarf roster, as it is in the Blood Bowl 2020 rulebook, is really strong, and they haven't been nerfed by changes to passing, and although they won't be as deadly at higher TV, thanks to piling on being axed, they're still pretty strong. They're also incredibly dull to play or to play against. I wanted to make them significantly less strong out of the box and to make a death roll a lot less suboptimal so that more people run one. I hope this will make them more fun for both coaches. So, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you can say it better. The the issue that we had with the death roller is it's you pay a huge premium and it just disappears. It doesn't really do much. It's 170k. Um, like, it's just... Yeah. You have to remove three players for it to feel really valuable. And that's just rolling hot. Like, really hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, this big guy is is very good. <laughs> that's 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 the thing with this. We have someone who is a strength five movement four, so basically a troll um, with armor eleven plus, with horns, juggernaut, mighty blow, <laughs> dirty player. Yeah, <laughs> there's no negatron. <laughs> potentially a little overcosted on the death roller um but i mean i'd i'd play that like that would be i want to build this team around the death roller um every 100%, time percent yeah. yeah and that's i such a cool miniature that i think that's probably fine especially when the rest of the roster like this um has definitely been taken down a notch you know uh, going from block tackle it's a brawler uh is a big step down and it just makes it feel a bit more fair so i like this Mm -hmm. uh, they no the armor's the same isn't it yeah the armor's the same um no something like else they did on this as well sorry they they um they gave or they they removed strength as a primary skill from the lineman so it's less you're less likely to spam guard um yeah, i think that's fair as well yeah i think that's pretty good no, yeah, oh. no, it's just it's like a simple change, really simple change, but I thought it was just really clean and really neat and still gives the dwarves the identity they like. I agree. I like that one a lot. Uh, which one did I have next? Okay, this one is... Um, this one's interesting. So we had a ton of monster mash kind of entries, and they were all really good. There was uh, one great one that had a, um, a Bride of Frankenstein, which was literally like use the rules for a witch elf, but they got regeneration. Like really, really, really cool. But I think Ben, you pointed out that a lot of those felt like mixed rosters, like mixed teams, where it was like one mummy, one ghoul, one necro. Like it was really cool and would be great fun to play. But the one I've gone with, the one I've chosen, is actually I've chosen it because it's simplistic. Because what Curtis has done here, Curtis Homan, um, he's just right. I'm just going to read it out. Uh, this is a simple one. Rather than vampires being their own faction. Add them to both the undead and necro rosters with a max of four. Under the necro roster, the werewolf gains animosity vampire and the vampire games animosity werewolf. Makes sense. Uh, the addition of the vamp to these teams gives them the quarterback leader that they seem to miss and gives those teams some access to passing without dipping into star players. Albeit a bloodthirsty QB, which let's be honest adds to the theme. 
Team building wise, the coaches can still build the tried and true smash and bash, or they can dip into vampires and have pass and bash. Uh, I would handle the thrall models by altering the masters of death rule. Um, if the vampire is on your team, instead of converting the model to a zombie, you gain a thrall instead. For a league based play, a scrappy undead necro team become, uh, begins to recruit fallen opponents. The team starts to slowly evolve into more of a mobile team of thralls. Happy Blood Bowl, thanks for the content. I just. I know it's not groundbreaking. But it is clever, and now where vampires have animal savagery, not bloodthirst, they can go into any team, and it kind of it makes sense. Like they get haughty and they get angry because their minions mm. are just rubbish. Like we've seen, I don't know, countless movies. You know, just Megatron. You know, loses his stuff all the time and hits Starscream. But you know what? I can see a vampire doing that to a ghoul who's standing by him, or a zombie who's just like frustrated <laughs> at the, the idiocy and just smacks him around. Um, Actually, I think it's really cool. I think it's a cool way to add more positionals to teams that already have a load of positionals. Um, and it would be really nice to be able to have a werewolf and a golem and a vampire on a necro team. It, I don't know. It's probably unnecessary. But it's a very clever way, I think, of taking the skill set of the vampire and making the team feel really interesting. Um, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Necro are great. But adding vampire, even one vampire would give it a really improved sense of, uh, I don't know, identity, I guess. Yeah, it would. And, you know, it, it kind of fixes the vampire roster in that regard as well, where you just don't have to have it. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Games Workshop actually do with the vampire roster. Um, yeah, me too. I really, really, really am. Anyway, that was my, my one of my top three from Curtis. Uh, what have you got now, Ben? Um, the next one comes from Andy. Andy Tucker. Um, and this is a an adjustment to the Goblin roster. Um, now, while I initially wouldn't have thought Goblins need much changing, the Goblins feel pretty good um, as they are. I quite like them. Um, what really interested me in this was the adjustment that he's done to secret weapons. Um, so what, uh, what Andy's done here is they've made... Uh, a basically another thing you buy at team creation, which is special goblin sports equipment, spelt not as you'd think. Definitely <laughs> spelled like a goblin. Spelled like goblins would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that, you've got a zero to one chainsaw, zero to one bomb launcher, and zero to one special mushroom brew, costing 50, 50, and 80k respectively. And essentially, what you do here is you choose a goblin lineman on a drive, once per drive. Um, and for that drive only, the player gains the following skills. Like, for instance, for Chainsaw, they would gain Chainsaw, no hands and secret weapon. Also, for that drive only, they would lose right stuff, so you can't just lob them around with a Chainsaw. Um, as fun and goblin as that would be, though. <laughs> and because they have secret weapon, they would still be sent off. But this is a cool way to just give a little tweak to fix something that people struggle with with these goblin secret weapons, and that's leveling them up. Um so they've said the big change that I've completely that is that I've completely removed the Looney Bomber and Fnatic from the roster and replaced them with special Goblin sports equipment. These are three unique team assets that can be purchased as a permanent part of the team, and each one allows you to give a single Goblin lineman an upgrade for each drive. That upgrade comes at the cost of secret weapon, though, so the player in question is definitely getting sent off at the end of the drive. The actual items, the physical weapons, can simply be handed to another Goblin who can bring it on for the next drive. Uh, what does it mean? 
I think it changes the dynamic of the Goblin team in a big way. Firstly, it brings more fun. You can have more crazy Celtic pieces on the pitch for longer. Agree. Secondly, if your chainsaw backfires, your Fnatic falls over on the first turn, then it's not so disappointing, because at least you can try again next drive. Yep. Thirdly, you can field all your secret weapons at once without worrying about losing them all after a quick TD. Fourthly, if you score on turn eight and you're taking some casualties, you're not forced into deploying your secret weapons for that single remaining turn just to get them sent off. Because you get to arm yeah. the Goblin instead and you don't have to do it. Exactly. It's a choice being like, you know what, this is the turn you're going to bring the pain and also you can um you can have a lot more creativity in how you level these got like these goblins can now like score they can get they can get their touchdowns um probably not the casualties but you know um and but they when they level up now you can be like right this is the guy i'm going to be arming with a chainsaw this time and he can actually score because he's you know a normal player for most of the time and then you give him the skills that help him out with that. You can give him Hail Mary past and then give him a bomb launcher. And I, I think it's really cool. It's it's a really nice way to fix a problem that goblins have. And, you know, while goblins, I think, are still in a pretty good place as they are, this is a really creative way to tweak it, to, to adjust the roster. That's still essentially the same goblin roster. I think it's brilliant. I think this is genius. I really do. Mm. Um, equipment is a design space that I'm not sure has been explored all that much on Blood, but I think it might have done in the olden days, but I think we always discussed it as being a skill upgrade for a player. Like, I'm going to upgrade this player forever into a chainsaw man. And actually, just being able to give a chainsaw to a dude is a really clever way of doing it. Um, yeah. Um, my, I do have a question. I The special brew doesn't mm. make sense because the Surely the brew would be drunk. Um, anyway, well, that and, doesn't get, and that's yeah. the one that gives them ball and chain. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think literally just magical ball and chain or something, and you're there. I think this is, I think this yeah. is really clever. I agree. Yeah, I saw this and thought that is really unexpected. Um, it, that is really clever. Yeah. I, 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 I think I overlooked that one a little bit. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I just dropped my phone. Okay. <laughs> the I, was, I was reading. I was reading the email, and I just heard it. And I was like, "Oh no, he's fallen over," um, or, <laughs> or like the time the green screen just dropped back at the back of you, and, <laughs> and, and everything popped into reality. That is brilliant. That one, a really great pick there. Really good work. Mm. Uh, Okie dokie. Now I am going to mess up this fellow's name, and I feel really worse about this because the, actually, on one of the comments in YouTube, did tell me how to say the name right. Um, so. I'm just going to stick with trolls. So trolls. Uh, hey Ben, Benjamins, Bennies. Nice. Um, <laughs> here's my team for the adjusted roster competition attached as a PDF. Um, da, 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 da. Here we go. Let's bring it up. This is new high elves. Um, it's got quite a big amount of. <laughs> Alright, if you've been around Blood Bowl for a while, you might have gotten used to the idea that High Elves and Elven Union are weirdly similar. And if you've been around for a really long time, you might know the historical reason. Pro Elves were retrofitted some years after the release of 3rd edition to honour Jarvis Johnson's original 2nd edition version of Cyber Fantasy, or simply because Elves with Mohawks and Hockey Masks are more fun than Dragon Warriors reasonable a reasonable <laughs> sentence there uh, but if you're new to blood bowl it might seem a little confusing why would you need to buy new models if you already have a perfectly good elven union team with the same positionals and only very little difference in playstyle? so i think we'll all agree trolls is, is bang on the money so far for high elves to survive and sell i think they need to be their own thing with wood pro and dark elves we ordered a very nice balance of light medium and heavy options where do high elves fit 
I suggest these even heavier elves uh, maintain the best throwers in the game, got catches to rival pro elves, but only two, and a kind of elven blockers to reference the high elf rank and file tactics of old Warhammer. Uh, they will be the overall slowest elves by quite a bit and have the best armor, the strongest front line, and a control game unknown to their brethren. Posh elves are notoriously expensive. Their two catches would attract more fouls than a stat-increased ward answer, and four 110k elves with 10-plus armor may be controversial, but they keep the classic virtues to please hardcore high elf coaches and might just be different enough to escape the teams of Legend Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> right, which I think is right. So, the roster for high elves. Uh, 0-12 linemen, 6-3... 2 plus, 4 plus, 9 plus, which is exactly the same as it is now, 70k. 0 to 2 throwers, 6, 3, 2 plus, 2 plus, 9 plus, pass, cloudburster, save pass, 100k. Pretty sure that's the same as high elves. Now, 0 to 2 mm-hmm. catchers instead of 0 to 4 catchers, 8, 3, 2 plus, 4 plus, 8 plus, catch, fend. So they got fend for free, which is okay. They're still doing all the other stuff. They're still normal catchers. You've only got two of them now, so your ground game is slower. This is the clever bit. Nought to four high guard. So Warhammer players of old, this could be Phoenix Guard, this could be the White Lions of Crace, this could literally just be veteran spearmen or Loven Sea Guard kind of style. Six, three, two plus, five plus, ten plus. So really heavily armoured. With block, stand firm and defensive. And you can take four of them. So add two plus block stand firm and defensive which I think turns off guard in your opponent's turn. I, I always get that one wrong because I've yet to play against anybody who has it. And you know what? I think we've seen this with the design of um, the uh, with, 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 with the with the new teams, having grab, having fend, having stand mm-hmm. firm. Uh, they're skills you don't often really see until way later, right? So actually having something like stand firm and defensive would be a really cool way to get that skill into the game. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. It's, it's like I defensive is definitely one I can never really see myself picking. There's usually always a better pick. It's it will come a lot, I think, with random skills. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, during your opponent's turn, uh, opposition players don't get to use guard. So yeah, simple. Okay. I I really like this. I love the breakdown. I love the background, and I love that it is a different elf roster. It's slightly slower. Um, the armor on the high off might be a well, it's only armor nine plus, uh, but block stamp it just it adds a bit of brawl to elves and that doesn't exist like dark elves, yeah fair enough they've got brawl but they're armor nine plus they've got that agility that but they they do die right these yeah. guys just stand there and fight and they stand firm I really like it I think they are going to be worse overall but it's different and it makes them feel like a different team yeah I think the main um issue with this team is the price i think with uh, 70k linemen it's oh. it's an expensive roster to build um but the option of four blitzers is it's a huge big change as well to high elves massive i think they could really use that especially with these extra skills yeah really expensive team but just something really mm-hmm. different and i like yeah. it i really like it i thought it was clever love it thought it was clever so that was my uh third top three that leaves us with your one Yes, uh, for me, I have gone with Lars Brandom and his Skaven rosters. So we had a couple, we had a few entries like this where uh, we, or the users, as oh, listeners, <laughs> so this is me being a software developer. Yeah, I was going to say, you're back at work now, Ben. <laughs> yeah, the, um, 
the listeners submitted uh, Skaven Clans. It's kind of yeah. a recurring theme. Um, this one was, was was my favorite. I think um, so. We had a roster, last submitted roster for Clan Pestlands, Clan Mulder, Clan Eshin, Clan Scryer, and yeah, they were all really cool, unique, minor but substantial changes to a Skaven roster. Uh, Pestilens, for example, added in. They removed gutter runners and added in a plague, uh, two plague sensor bearers, which are ball and chain secret weapons. Um, again, a small change, but a really big one to a Skaven roster. It really turns them into like quite a defensive threat. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the team's still fast-ish, uh, still can take a rat ogre, but now has two yep. secret weapon ball and chains that you can take. It, it changes yeah. the dynamic of the team. You know, it takes that cheeky Skaven dash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Molder uh, basically gives you a second rat ogre. So, yeah, very on theme. Mm-hmm. At the um, cost of the gutters, which, again... At the cost of the gutters. Makes sense. Yep. Um, we have uh, Eshin. I like this one. Which, yes, this, this is cool. So you lose the blitzers, <laughs> you get two more gutter runners and two assassins, or up to two assassins. Yeah. Uh, assassins be, uh, being 9-3, Shadowing Stab. Uh, is that the same as the Dark Elf ones? Um, Not movement nine though. Uh, worse agility, but faster. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. I like that they don't have edge two plus. I think that's just they're there to follow yeah. stuff around. Movement nine is massive. Movement nine shadowing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like this team is awesome. Yeah, extremely Eshin. Yeah, when six gutter runners as well. That yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and still got the throwers. I think the throwers should be yeah. gone here. I think the throwers should be gone. But I agree. Uh, yeah. I like the positionals. Just, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, enjoy losing. Uh, Clan Scryer. Um, that, for that one, you also lose the gutters. Uh, you go up to four blitzers. I like this um, already. Yep, and you get a warp grinder and zero to two globe ideas. Oh. So the warp grinder is a movement seven chainsaw secret weapon, and the globe deer is, yeah, it's a, again, line rat stats uh, bombardier secret weapon. Uh, yeah, really cool because you know, Scry being all about the gadgets and gizmos, yep. it's just really on theme. Uh, really cool stuff. Now, we had a load of good Skaven ones, and like we said at the beginning, like it, it's really tough to pick. Um, the work Lars has done on this one is, is really good, really good balancing, really good reasoning. I really love these ones, yeah, yeah, this is really cool. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's added some comments. Um, pretty much what what we were saying mm-hmm. um but yeah it, i think it's yeah it's just basically tweaking skaven to be either a really fast bash team or really super dash team um at the sacrifice of you know you don't have your blitzers there to you know be a linchpin uh, oh. it's yeah really really nice thank you thank you lars that's really 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 good okay ben um do what how how should we do this should we pick one and then roll like a, a or do we just because we got six just roll a d6 uh, I could roll a d6. If you've got a d6, go for it. So it's going to be one Joseph Bugman, two vampires to Necro from Curtis, three new high elves from Trolls, uh, four dwarves from Tom Ashworth, uh, five goblins from Andy, and six Skaven from Lars. Make okay, it so. I'm rolling. It is a six. There you go, Lars and the Skaven win so i will drop a message to lars and say that thank you for designing skaven have a dwarf team 
Uh, so Lars gets a dwarf team. Lars gets dwarves. I need to know if you want them 100% scale or 120% scale. I recommend 120%. Okay, because <laughs> they just fit otherwise. But they're very tiny otherwise. Like really almost like 20 mil scale. Like they look smaller than Lord of the Rings. Um, anyway, we, we're not quite done because we also said that we would do a Patreon winner as well. And we've got two Patreon teams that could we could not pick between. Um, and we're going to read through them, and then I'm going to get Ben to roll the dice again. So we've got two, and they're two dwarves. One's from Sam Garner, um, which is Sam Frenzy Garner, and we've also got Cooper Stokes, who are dwarves. So let's start with Mr. Sam, who has done a great job. Now, both of these are dripping in Warhammer fantasy lore, and I love it. So old Sammy mm -hmm. G, Underworld, uh, Underway dwarf rosters. So, patrolling the underway, these dwarves are far more familiar with fighting their subterranean foes than the standard dwarf teams, and these skills trans uh, translate well onto the pitch. So, the undergrin, the underway, is like uh, subway between dwarf holds in the Warhammer world. Some of it's wrecked, some of it's not. It's just like a big underground highway. Awesome. And I would love to set tournaments there. I think it's great. So... Underway Dwarves. Uh, the positional of linemen is the Ironbreaker. Uh, 70k, 4, 3, 5, 6, 11. Stand firm, thick skull. So they lose, block, and uh, tackle. Uh, annoyingly, because of the way this is formatted. Right, let's zoom out. So Ironbreakers are the stalwart line of defense in the Underway, clad head-to-toe in Gromrel armor, never giving an inch in the face of huge numbers. On the pitch, they similarly refuse to give ground, and even if the opponents can knock them down, they'll likely never get them off the pitch. Tick, tick, tick. Then we've got two rangers, not two rangers, 85k, 63359, sure feet, shadowing, thick skull. Rangers operate on the fringes of dwarf forces, scouting and sabotaging their foes. On the pitch, they're by the far the fastest and most fragile dwarves, um, with the ability to go the extra yard in possession and harass the opposition in defense. Clever, using um, shadowing and sure feet to make a player feel mm -hmm. faster and more agile like shadowing on movement six isn't going to be great but because they're still armor nine and strength three they're still going to be able to to be punched so tagging someone with a ranger pretty good and they've got general agility so in a league they will become your blodgers which i think is exciting really cool miners miners are the most common dwarves found in the underway however they're far less welcome on the pitch with their penchant for for flinging blasting charges into the enemy ranks they tend to find themselves red carded before the second half and no sane dwarf thane will dare roster more than one of these pyromaniacs so the underway dwarf miner 0 to 1 75k 5 3 4 plus 3 plus 9 plus 3 plus passing nice bombardier secret weapon thick skull so there you bombardier um, hammerers mm -hmm. are the elite forces of the dwarves often being personal bodyguards to loyalty uh, to royalty in the tunnels they're easily spotted swinging their hammers to and fro sadly hammers are banned on the pitch however the rules are far more fuzzy on the subject of knuckle dusters and these brave heroes make do where they can so uh, Norton mm -hmm. 2 hammerers 95,000 uh, 5 3 4 plus 5 plus 10 plus block mighty blow thick skull so they come with mighty blow plus 1 um so he's done a great job of getting all the all the fantasy units and the theme in there with one more the underway dwarf slayer underway slayers differ from their big guy hunting cousins in that these slayers accompany the underway patrols against goblins and skaven they have become far more accustomed to fighting hugely outnumbered and as such they are masters of taking on multiple opponents at once 100k 0 to 2 underway slayers 
four, three, four plus, five plus, nine plus. So lose a movement, but gain block, multiple block, Dauntless and Thick Skull. So they lose Frenzy, but they get multiple block instead, and they lose a point of movement as well. And they lose general skills, but they've got block already, so it doesn't matter. They get strength. Which means they can't upgrade to Frenzy. Oh, that's clever, Sam. <laughs> that's very clever. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. nice. Anyway, the Underway Dwarf roster. I loved it. I know it's Sam, and he probably knows my love for Warhammer Fantasy and has used that to highlight this one. But this is a dwarf team I would play. The, this is really cool yeah like when i first saw this i was like well, that's like a new like a new team but that's just because he's styled it so well like it's 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 a dwarf roster with some minor tweaks you know he's he's taken being yeah. stand firm instead of block and tackle immediately more interesting and very dwarf yeah um i love the rangers of the uh or kind of kind of like the nobility lineman being fend it's like it changes a lot having everyone being stand firm Good luck breaking into cages when you've got all of them. As but, 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 no, but no block. Like, but no block. Exactly. The Rangers um, are my absolute favourite, though. I just... Yeah. It's just something Just a it. really cool take. Because, it's yeah, it's like you say, um, it's just a really interesting and well-designed player. And it's it it feels a lot more like, you know, it, instead of just being like a passing dwarf or like a running dwarf, it, it's just got a theme in it. It, it just slightly tweaks that player type to be yeah. still a runner in a different way and i think that's really cool i love it and we've got another dwarf one from cooper stokes so this is the other dwarf one from patreon hey ben sending through my entry here for the team design competition as there are so many dwarf teams coming out at the moment what better team to alter and i mean they could do with a nerf anyway so immediately i like cooper um <laughs> so uh what we've got we've got naught to 12 Dwarf blockers, 4, 3, 4 plus 5 plus 10 plus. Wrestle, tackle, thick skull, 70k. I like that change. We've seen that before. Actually, they're all becoming wrestler. Quite interesting. Instead of block, you're going to lower the amount of casualties. You're going to pay for it with movement. And it just feels a little bit more fair. I like that. But it gets fun here. So 0 to 2 dwarf miners. 5, 3 plus 5 plus 9 plus. Mine, pickaxe, uh, 60k. We'll come back to that in a second. Notch two dwarf runners, uh, five three three plus four plus nine plus sure hands thick skull sprint for eighty k. Notch one death roller four seven five plus eleven plus armor break tackle dirty player two jugs uh, loner five plus mighty blow. Um, no hand secret weapon stand firm pile driver one hundred and sixty k. So drop the cost of that a little bit. Rest of the team remains the same. So here's the thing I really like about this. Mine. Once per turn, a player with the mine skill may enter a trapdoor square and attempt to travel to the other trapdoor square on the pitch if no other player occupies it. On a 2+, plus, the player is successful. On a roll of a 1, the player becomes lost. Roll again. On the roll of another 1, the player is lost forever under the pitch and treat them as dead. On the roll of a 2+, plus, the player resurfaces on the trapdoor he originally stood on. Once the player comes out of any trapdoor, they may rush up to two squares afterwards. They can only rush afterwards. And the same rule is pickaxe, same rules for stab apply, but basically with mighty blow to either armor or injury roll. I just love it. I love the little minor references. I, Sam went yeah. with bombers. This guy's got pickaxes to just stab people and can go underground. It is really, really, really flavorful. It's um, a little tweak. Uh, yeah. I think it's great. I, yeah, no, I realize too. It's, yeah. You know, Death Roller, it could be cheaper. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the wrestle, I tell you what, wrestle on the dwarf blocker. Mm. I 
we've seen it a couple of times suggested and you know what i do think that would fix dwarves i i agree i it, it's the totally different you yeah. know play style to block they're slow it's way more of a risk but you know you get the opportunity it's i don't know i just think it's a very clever way of doing it um yeah totally. okay okay ben you've got your mighty dice ready i do okay one two three sam four five six cooper that's a four it's cooper cooper wins a dwarf team as well so just want to say a massive thank you to everybody uh who sent in these because they are fantastic i have got plans i haven't spoken to ben about this yet but i've got some plans to start compiling these into little compendiums and i think that could be cool i mean i'm thinking dwarf and skaven underway league I'll put a little pdf together oh. with these teams and yeah i don't know maybe five dwarf teams five skaven teams some underground that rules would be good. and just have a really good time and then by the time we finish with that we can probably play a couple of the games in um and get them on camera fancy dwarf team fancy skaven team could be really cool could be really fun let us know if you think that's a good idea because if you do we will do it because mm. I think with Deathstone landing this weekend, we're not going to have any Blood Bowl new stuff for a few months, um, which means we get to play with craziness. <laughs> and Hopefully. I like this a lot. Now, that's wicked. Um, that's great, guys. Thank you ever so much. Uh, we will probably have a competition coming up soon. Um, but again, haven't had a chance to talk to Ben about it yet. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to use the loo, going to make another two cups of tea and pester Ben about our next competition. And we'll be back with Deathstone. And we're back, and I got told off by my fiance for calling glasses and cups glassware. And then Ben chimed in. <laughs> Outrageously middle class. <laughs> it's 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 just the culture of work. It's because that's the section it's called in cooking and dining. You see, and uh, Tiff just stood there and shook her head. That's uh, not my fault. Just in cooking and dining is like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you know, can't dine without my glassware well, you've got to have appropriate glassware and i am terrible and i have appropriate glassware everywhere in the studio um although it's it's all cleared now and that may be where the why the conversation happened uh as my beloved wandered down the stairs with about a year's worth of cups um <laughs> which is why i've been reduced to my iheart unpaid overtime mug instead of the bonehead ones because they are all <laughs> in a pile now uh yeah <clears throat> it's not surprising it's uh what happened the other day um actually tiff came to my work because she got a job also working for for the same company so she came to work with one of my assistants for a day to like learn the tricks of the trade my office mm -hmm. naturally looks like my studio and she was just talking to lily she was like is he always this messy and lily's like i don't know how you effing cope at home i assume he's exactly the same <laughs> and tiff was like he's exactly the same <laughs> And I'm there, and I'm like, my my spreadsheets are pristine, but <laughs> but nothing else is, and I'm okay with it. Um, if it anyway. could be cleaned up with a delete button, like oh, a dude, delete key, dude, it's good. Look, if it was meant to be tidy, there would be a sort function. That's that's yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe one day I'll make enough money selling glassware to afford a butler, and that'll that'll solve everything. <laughs> uh, I don't want a butler. If I had a butler, we'd just be playing blood bowl all day long. Oh, I'd make a great eccentric billionaire. That would be good, actually. That would be good. I'd be a butler. Oh, man. You could be my sidekick. This would be genius. <laughs> we could have a Blood Bowl Island. We could build the Undway. The Underway. It'd be wicked. 
Anyway, we're talking about Death Zone because it's out now. Asterix, unless you bought it from a third-party shop that Games Workshop forgot to send it to due to a massive software error. Sad side face. Mm. Hey, at Fair least it's going to come out. At least they're going to be producing more. Unlike her city. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a tick. Got another one. Got another one on there. Oh, poor Cursed City. Anyway, Death Zone is out. Right. Ben, did you... I, I know you haven't seen the book in person, but have you you've seen the contents page? Yes, yes. I was very excited with that Warhammer community uh, post. So I've prepared a Lots graphic here there. for those of you watching on the YouTube. Summarising the rules stuff that's in this book. We've got infamous coaching staff. We've got a bunch of wizards. We've got referees. We've got other inducements. We've got mercenaries, which is a big chunk of rules. We've got giants. Giants are back, which is phenomenal. Mm. And oh, good. Dude, I'm so excited. We're going to have to do another episode focused on giants, I think. And anyway, we're not going to go massively deep into giants because it will last forever and well, I think giants deserve their own episode. It's only been six months since we yep. talked about. It. Actually, it's been about eighteen months since we talked about giants. That was last Christmas, wasn't it? We did the giant yeah, competition. Uh, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, I so agree with you, Ben. It's time for another one. That time, that crazy idea we had, where it's like let's play giants and print out loads of giants, and we never did. Well, yeah, we we, 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 we didn't because Blood Bowl Twenty Two killed the giants off. They got cursed city. Yeah. So That's yeah. Risky. Dude, good one. It's time Quick for giants, <laughs> and now I've got a 3D printer, so it's going to take no time at all. In fact, you know the model that we've got that we haven't printed enough of to start selling yet. You yeah, could, you could upscale that to a giant level, I reckon. Definitely could. Oh, and Definitely some could. and some of the punga dwarves would make amazing, like fire giant, giant giants. Would they'll be? Yeah, they would really nicely supplement. The other giants we were going to use, those oh, fire giants. Oh, those chaos made, like, giants. Like, use them as slightly small. Oh, that, yeah. You're good. All right. All right, we're doing this. Getting ahead of ourselves. There's oh, only yeah. four pages of giants in this book, and we're, we can definitely cover like 15 <laughs> hours of content. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This needs its own episode. <laughs> there are also rules for sponsorships and stadiums and balls. There's also weather tables for all kinds of countries and years. And match events. Now, match events is a really interesting special rule uh, that just kind of appears and chaotic stuff happens. I love it. And most mm. importantly of all, they have updated the Blood Bowl 7's rules for 2020, which is fantastic. It's the first time I think we're seeing an official product with 7's in and the 7's pitches out. Like, it's it's just so good. So this book is chonky with stuff. And all of it is entirely optional. Some of it is just unusable, but it's just... If there was ever a book that you could just spend hours delving into and being inspired by, it is Death Zone. You do not mm. need this book. No one needs this book, except for the Sevens Rules, because everyone needs that book. But I love everything in this book. And a couple of people on the YouTube did put comments like, this, they've looked at the bone. They've listened to the Bonehead podcast clearly because they've given you wizards and giants and sevens. And I'm like, yes, yes. This should just be called. Yeah, this should just be called Bonehead Podcast Blood Bowl Death Zone because it's just winning. I I like. It's just so good. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're not going to delve into each area fully because there's just too much. There is legitimately too much to go through. So we're going to focus on a couple of bits as we go. We're going to give you kind of overview of all Death Zone. 
um, take a bit of a deep dive into a couple of bits. But you will see videos released independently that take deep dives into certain of these areas. And I have no doubt that Ben and I are going to talk about wizards again and about giants. And we'll probably end up talking about sponsorships in League and how that affects it. Because this is stuff that impacts it and is really interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. what a list, man. What's missing from the list? You know? Yeah, I, I, like this. Uh, something that I like about this is every single um, coach benefits from this equally. Really, like there's like it's not you get a lot of books that come out which are like you know two teams can get this sort of thing, or mm-hmm. you see a lot in like 40k and Age of Sigma where something will be released and it's not really for everyone. There's yep. a lot in there that you can't use, but in here it's just like. Do you want blood more blood bowl stuff for like what regardless of whatever team you have? Yeah, they've yeah, released a blood bowl yeah. expansion, not a yeah. army expansion. And this yeah. is just I don't even remember how much this book was. It, it's just it's just already <laughs> worth it. Worth um, it. Yeah. yeah, just is. I don't, it doesn't even matter because if you think about all the spike magazines, you get a wizard and maybe a ball. You know, this is just yeah. awesome. Like, I'm just gonna binge this for ages so let's uh let's move on so there's wizards wizards are back there are a bunch of wizards in here um i think all of the ones from the previous spikes are in here i'm not sure i can't remember if the uh the new necro one is in there or not but there's a couple of new ones as well so uh let's let's go with the high elf mage um 150k available to any team with the elven kingdoms league special rule now elves don't actually have a lot in the way of special inducements and star players at the moment so them getting some extra stuff is pretty good um and it also talks about high elf mages so i think we can be pretty sure that they are the high elves are going to be seen in blood bowl which is really good yeah um so they have two spells they've got temporal distortion um you may attempt to move both teams turn markers uh, forwards or backwards one space effectively causing both teams to gain or lose an extra turn both turn markers must move in the same direction uh, decide which what declare which one you want to do and then roll a d6 on a five plus it's successful and it happens on a one to four uh nothing happens so that's a really interesting one they've also got thunderbolt as the other spell which is on a three plus it works and uh the player being targeted by the thunderbolt is knocked down and plus one modifier to either armor or injury so you can just pick a dude and zap him on a three plus with mighty blow, with mighty blow. which is yeah. awesome as well so elves got really good wizards which makes sense temporal distortion ben what do you think of that that is really kind of cool I like that a lot. It's, you know, it's not going to happen that often. Yeah. It's quite an expensive commitment. Um, but absolutely, potentially a game changer. Unless you roll it and you get the five plus and you're really happy and then you roll a one and he turns over. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one into one. Yeah, classic elf rolling. But I don't but know. I think it's really cool. Imagine, imagine being like, you know... Oh, just where another team like, they're like gonna grind you grind you down to one and you just flick it forward they don't have enough spaces to move <laughs> what bm is that straight to turn eight or yeah. you or they grind you down right and they are one nil up or they're, they've equalized and they've camped at the end of the game they're going to send it back to you you're hoping you'll roll the riot you don't roll a riot boom you can chuck in that wizard now the great thing about this one is that that cheeky three plus thunderbolt is just a fantastic spell. Three plus yeah. knock a dude down and mighty blow him. Like that's just yeah. 
the best spell. I know, I think, what was it? Lightning Bolt used to be a 2+, plus, and it would still fail, but 3+, plus is great. Like, I'm really happy with those odds, and I like the fact that you've got this other utility that could really save you. And, I don't know, maybe it's the end of the turn, maybe it's the end of the half, and you've got an opportunity to, you know, they've taken seven turns to score. Uh, maybe you just risk it. You know, maybe you just risk it and try and go equalize at the end of the half and then have the whole half. I don't know. I think it's a really useful uh, wizard. Um, yeah. And there's a couple of other new ones as well. Um, oh, I had to I have to go with this one because, you know, I'm, I'm now the Skaven guy. Um, <laughs> Warlock Engineer for Underworld Challenge Teams. Uh, da -da -da -da, let's ignore all that. Ignore all that. There are two elements to this. It gets Thunderbolt as well, but there's also Warp Lightning. Um, so roll a d6 for every standing player. So uh, warp lining follows a path uh, from one sideline to the other, moving in a straight line from the starting point directly towards the opposing sideline. Roll a d6 for every standing player from any team that occupies a square in the warp lightning's path. So very similar to the ogre one. Um, on a three plus, the player has been hit. On a one to two, nothing. Uh, standing players who are hit get knocked down and plus one armor roll, so mighty blow. Uh, finally, when a player is knocked down by warp lightning, roll a d6. On a one, the warp lightning is earthed through that player. Do not roll to see if any more players are hit. On a two plus, it carries on going. So, as a three plus, they're hit, and you also have Thunderbolt. So you can zap from a sideline across the pitch, which can be used. Now, what does it say? Uh, the start of any yeah. of the opposition's team turns. <laughs> Dude, this is brutal. That line of scrimmage. Be careful setting up if they've got a Warlock Engineer, because... <laughs> three, and it's not like the spell fails. Like, it, it's going to... You are going to have a three-plus chance to hit the first guy. If it hits the first guy, it's going to carry on. Um Oh yeah, you have to roll to it, hit it the guy. Really, this is where this one seems a bit odd that they've put Thunderbolt in because this is just better. Um, At worst, this is still a regular Thunderbolt, right? Well, it starts going in from the sideline. So if there's a guy flanking, but they'd have to have three in a row. So if they've got a ball carrier, they would have to have two players standing perpendicular. Like, yeah, I think you're right. I, I just I don't know it's, yeah. just, it's it's less utilitarian than the time turning one but I don't know man I'm a more like yeah, yeah this just yeah like I think you use warp lightning and it works I think the turn the turn one you'll always be thinking just like ah it's a thirty three percent chance to actually succeed it's well, just it's, like it's mighty blow as well so you just gotta yeah. like there is a really good chance you can just wreck a ton of the opponent um and yeah just. <laughs> To all the coaches out there, if you take a war, war, warlock engineer, please tell your opponent what it does. Don't don't <laughs> tell them you have it and tell them what it does because you don't want to be that oh, person where they no. set up on the line of scrimmage and you just say like bam bam bam. Oh, I see you've gone seven wide on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Can I borrow some dice? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Anyway, wizards are back, baby, and. Uh, it's probably not a massive spoiler, but top five Friday next week is top five wizards from Death Zone because I couldn't help myself uh, and I've already started filming it because I'm just so excited about having wizards back. So we've got wizards and we've got some new wizards and one of them is a high elf wizard, which means we're probably going to get high elves, which is very exciting. Um, what else have we got? Oh, let's move on to other inducements. So in mm -hmm. the land of other inducements, um, it's, it's weird. It's stuff that isn't... Um, 
So wizards are technically infamous coaching. This 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 is other stuff. So this is cavorting nurglings, halfling hot pot, and then we've got a couple of newbies here. So we're gonna go with the wag drummer, uh, 50k uh, for Badlands brawls teams. So that's orcs, goblins, black orcs. Um, and at the start of each drive, after the kickoff event has been resolved, but before the ball lands, roll 3d6. For every 4+, plus, one player on the opposing team can be pushed back one square towards their own end zone. Um, exactly if a pushback block dice had been applied against them, so stand firm isn't going to work. Uh, the same player can be pushed back more than once by this inducement. And it's a start of each drive. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's great fun. Like for fifty k, yeah. for fifty k, this is this is more wizardy than most wizards. Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of like works. <laughs> and you get to do it again and again. And it's the opposing team, isn't it? It's just the opposing team. I kind of like the idea of a wag drummer like motivating your own team. I think we've seen stuff like that before. But actually, this is just like was it that it terrifies them? It is. Yeah, it can also be downright terrifying for the other side. This is great. And if you if they deploy a player deep or you just deploy someone near the like, tree men goodbye yeah like if you're kicking this if you roll three four pluses i know this is best case scenario mentality but you can just obliterate their opening blocks um and you get to do it every single time yeah that that is really good this is just so cool really useless in like a huge way is this really? Yeah, this like in, can instantly free up your players from like a tackle zone if you wanted to. Free up your players. It can also yeah. help position, um, like sideline, uh, uh, frenzies off and stuff. You can't move yeah. them left and right, but you can remove their shielding player. Because yeah, if they deploy two in the the sideline, there's normally a player deployed ahead of them, so they can't get a corner frenzy. Mm-hmm. Push push that dude back one square. Yeah, well, wow. <laughs> and, and off the pitch, I love it. That is going to combo really well when we see the Savage Orc team turn up. My money is on that definitely. one. Did yeah, I, which is definitely coming. I claimed <laughs> I claimed Squigs, didn't I? I should have claimed Savage Orcs because <laughs> I do think that's coming. Um, anyway, yeah. um, all right. Well, should we, should we do the? We'll do the Dwarven Runesmith as well. It's pretty cool. So this is. I, I I want to chat yeah. with this one because something I really don't like about it. Okay, cool. I, I like this. Uh, 50k, uh, Old World Classic and World's Edge Super League. So during the start of each drive, um, after step two, but before step three, they've done a lot of this in the rule book, in this book, which is really clarifying when stuff happens, which I kind of like. Um, you can select a single player on your team that is currently on the pitch that does not have loner uh, and choose one of the following runes to use. On a 4+, plus, the rune takes effect, but you cannot attempt to use the runesmith again at the start of a drive. On a hmm, okay, on a 2 or 3, it doesn't do anything, and on a 1, it does not work, and you can't attempt to use the runesmith again. Alright, so on a... Yeah, okay. Alright, on... Yeah, you get one use out of it, basically. On a 1, you don't mm. get to try again. So, rune of might. Uh, until the end of this drive, they get mighty blow plus 1. Rune of fury... Dauntless and Frenzy, Rune of Speed, Sprint and Sure Feet, Rune of Iron, uh, plus one AV and Stand Firm. So they, I feel like they've just looked at Sam's uh, Dwarf roster here. And Rune of Impact, Juggernaut and Horns. What, what, what's not to love, man? 
what it's not to love is that it's available to old world classic you can't put it on loner x plus which means you can't put it on the dwarves and it's a dwarven rune <laughs> oh no 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 old old world is old world classic is it's just the tag isn't it yeah, yeah, but like in your OWA team, which would be a really themey thing to have the dwarves using their runes, and you can't use it. <laughs> All right, that's actually a really good point. Oh. It really annoys me. That is a <laughs> that is a theme fail, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, okay. I know, I know where they're going with it, and it does make a lot of sense on like a dwarf team. It just seems like a kind of just a, just say like someone who isn't strength five if you want to take away big guys uh world's yeah. edge um, and old world classic so who is that that is dwarves who have both of them um there's mm -hmm. halflings halflings yeah. halflings get it uh yeah humans nobility um ogres they don't have loner that's quite nice but most of them have got the skills you need anyway uh although a frenzy on an ogre might be quite fun um yeah yeah owa like you said ben that is a bit of a that is oh i'm with you that's sad um, it's actually annoying yeah. <laughs> I no no i get it i get it still it's quite cool i like that they're exploring um what they can do with this with the inducements element and it's all optional isn't it you yeah, can the thing this. i like is that yeah sure it's a little bit annoying where you it only happens on a four plus and then you can't use it again but like if that's a sacrifice to make it 50k that's fine because inducements i think we need more cheap ones yeah. and that's cool because you can easily take that 50k and i probably would yeah i mean especially if you're a dwarf team to be honest uh, do Not i want a keg or do i want a this wizard um i do yeah. like that drummer though i think the drummer is 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 really yeah, I... clever yeah really tech it's a real tech yeah. little it's gonna be useful uh but it's not overwhelming like it just does a yeah. couple of stuff like, I, I, I don't know i like that i think the 50k point is really really good um right next up is the big one which is the mercenaries so we're going to take a little bit more of a deep dive on mercenaries than on the other ones because the other ones you just have to read a bunch the mercenaries you have to read and there is a bunch of mathing so let's summarize the mercenaries Mercenaries in Blood Bowl, core rulebook is zero to infinite, and you can buy a dude and you can buy one skill on the dude, and it's alignment with loner, right? That's mercenaries and has been mercenaries forever. There is an option in Death Zone to replace that with 0 to 3 new mercenaries. And of that 0 to 3, there are five different types, and each of the different types have a um have a cap. So what I thought we might do then is just quickly talk through each of the five just to get like a we, we've spoken about this before haven't we multiple times mm -hmm. um so where do we start where do we start should we do the bona fide big guy that's it yeah he's sort of vanilla flavor isn't he so, so bona fide big guy you you choose one of these guys so the big guy is 0 to 1 130k 4 5 4 plus agility 5 plus passing armor 9 plus bonehead loan of 4 plus mighty blow plus one and throw teammate so you pick one of the types of mercenary and then you can add skills, you can add stats, and you can add traits. And traits turn them into kind of archetypes. There's like the ball and chain. There's like the chainsaw. There's And when it comes to big guys, there's like the minotaur upgrade, the troll upgrade. And it, it's 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 incredibly complicated. Um, so I've, <laughs> I've done breakdown videos for each type of mercenary because it is so complicated. But there is a, a kind of reverse way to do it. So you... You don't worry about picking a big guy or a stunty. You pick one of the archetypes. 
So within the big guy, there's like five different archetypes. There's this guy, there's the troll archetype, there's the minotaur archetype, there's the rat ogre archetype, and then there is the mini morgue, which doesn't have a nega trait, but has mighty blow plus two, which is pretty sweet. You kind of pick one of those, and then you can add skills or remove stats, because you can remove up to two points of a stat for 20k for 10k each so you can actually downgrade the cost so there's a big guy for 130k uh, there's also a stunty for 30k and this gets really mathy which obviously i i'm okay with you know i like a bit of math but when i was going through this stuff i was like this is it's overwhelming <laughs> honestly a little bit this is really full-on troll archetype. Here we go. Where's the stunty? Here's the stunty boy. So stunty, 0-2 stunty superstars, 30k, 5-2, 3 plus, 4 plus, 6 plus, dodge, loner, 4 plus, right stuff, stunty. So you get a 30k loner halfling. You do have to. You have to get at least one upgrade. So you have yeah. to buy a skill. When it comes to the stunties, they get an agility skill for 10k. So... It's a 40k, 40k one, and you can remove a passing stat, for example, and make it 30k again. Like You can mm -hmm. still do stuff. So you've got big guys, you've got stunties, then you've got um, legendary linemen, I think, are the next one. Uh, yeah, which is sort of like a human bat, isn't it? Here we go. Legendary linemen, uh, 0-2, 50k apiece, yeah, human linemen, basically. 6-3, 3 plus, 4 plus, 9 plus, loner, 4 plus. And there's also two others, which is a blocker and a uh, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, can't be bothered to find the graphic for that one. Uh, so you get a blocker and you get uh, what's called a ringer, which is basically an elf. Give me two secs. I'll grab the stats and reliable ringer six three two plus three plus eight plus. There you go. Thank you, Ben. Uh, so yeah that's <laughs> an interesting one that's that's an, that's an elf um and blocker yeah go for the blocker Blocker is 70k uh four uh, sorry movement four strength four four plus six plus nine plus brilliant so black basically so you start off with one of the types so they're all restricted so i think it's is it one blocker or two blockers you can have i think it's one. Uh, one yeah one blocker one big guy two stunties two linemen and one or two of the ringers two ringers two ringers you can only take three overall so within that they're all restricted and you start off by picking one so we've got the no, i don't want to go there do you want big guy or stunty ben which one should we delve into uh i think we kind of we spoke a lot of the big guy in the previous one we saw the um the tease let's do stunty i think okay, that could be quite fun let's go for the stunty so there is a ton of different things for the stunty the stunty has seven archetypes so we'll just have a quick look so we're going to bring up the archetypes here for the stunty superstar there is essentially you change it to loner five plus get dirty player plus one and sneaky git for 50k you get loner plus five plus dirty player plus two and sneaky git for plus 80k you can take a Bombardier Secret Weapon for 40k. You can take Stab and Secret Weapon for 20k. You can take a Pogo Stick for 50k. And then there is also a Chainsaw and a Ball and Chain. So this kind of fills mm. in for a lot of the missing Goblin Stars. Here, here we go. So uh, Ball and Chain, 60k. You lose Dodge. You lose two movements. So you go down to movement three. 
ball and chain, no hands, secret weapon, and you gain plus three strength. So you go to strength five. Uh, the chainsaw one, uh, plus 40k, lose dodge, chainsaw, no hands, secret weapon. And then this is when it gets really gnarly. So you can have one of these, okay? But on top of having one of those, you get this menu. So I broke this down to do the individual videos and there's just so many options. So Stunty Superstar can take one agility skill for 10k or can take two or more agility skills for 20k each. You can take up to one general skill for 40k but can't take dirty player. You can take one passing skill for 20k and one mutation skill for 30k. Stats, you can increase movement for 30k, increase agility for 40k, increase passing for 30k, armor by 30k, and minus one to any stat for 10k. So, 10k? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, the clever yeah. thing to do with the stunty um, is to take a halfling, add, I don't know, sidestep or jump up, and then take passing away, and you get an extra body on the line for 30k and you can take two of those chuck it on a skaven team 60k you've got two halflings to go on the line which means you get to keep your skaven off the line which keeps your guys alive that's really clever um is that stackable the minus one yeah up, assuming... up to two up to two okay yeah you can uh, increase or reduce the stat by up to two but you cannot reduce the cost of the player below the original cost so the linemen have to be at least 50k, the stunty has to be at least 30k, and the big guy can't get cheaper than 130 unless it is a troll, in which case it becomes 120, which is mm -hmm. weird. So there are so many different types of mercenaries, and I wanted to talk through it, but I was prepping show notes for today, and I was like, this is just not possible. There's just too many options, because you've got five different guys. Each of them has a different menu of stats and skills, and then has uh, between two and seven trait packages. And you can combine them in any way you like. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Ben. I absolutely love this. This is like so crunchy. <laughs> I so. just want to get stuck in into finding the best. <laughs> Which That's one it. Is gonna and there's to. definitely going to be an element of that in whatever you go with. Uh, so, oh, so good. So what, oh, I, I, what I did for the videos was break down the original and then go and present a uh, the trait packages as the archetypes instead because I feel like it's easier to work back from that so if uh, choose one of the traits for the the stunty Ben got loads uh, let's go what the one of the packages yeah I quite like the dirty player sneaky get one Dirty uh, player plus one Dirty player plus one. Here we go. So if you want a dirty player plus one stunty, it's 80k, 5, 2, 3 plus 4 plus 6 plus, dodge, loan of 5 plus, stunty, dirty player plus one, and sneaky git. That is the base stats. Then you can reduce some stats, you can add some stats, you can add a skill, whatever. I think the best thing to do here with a dirty player plus one player, lose two passing. Save yourself yeah. 20k, 60k for a halfling with stompy boots and sneaky git, basically. That is a pretty, that's really sweet. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of use out of that. On, I, 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 like a human team, I think could easily take that and have oh, a good time. It, these are available to almost any team. Now, the difficulty yeah. and the complicated bit is some of the trait packages and some of the upgrades are only available to some teams. So, mm -hmm. Dirty Player Plus One is Badlands, Brawls, uh, Favoured, Halfling Thimble Cup, Lustria, Old World, 
and underworld so basically almost all teams except elves um which is fine and that's another element that was like hang about what now this one can take this one this one can't take this one and there's a difference between dirty player plus two and dirty player plus one like with the teams that can take them and it's just incredibly full-on but yeah i've came up i did come up with this one then you take a stunty superstar okay 30k you drop its passing down twice to 10k now you've got to have a minimum cost of 30k passing skills are 20k so you drop its passing down to six plus for minus 20 take a passing skill that is 20k ben can you recommend a good passing skill for 20k exactly right now some of them broken some of them can't take leader so the legendary lineman can't take leader and can't take dirty player but the halfling can so you can piece together a halfling leader which is basically a 30k reroll that you can just put on the line to die when you've used it and you can buy two take the 100k reroll inducement (laughs) not when you can just chuck it on a halfling body which is just amazing yeah one passing skill 20k and minus two to your passing so he's got a six plus passing it doesn't even matter what stat you remove you just get a halfling with a reroll for 30k you use it that's probably worth a homebrew (laughs) (laughs) that's just amazing so right so there are clearly some crazy combos and players are going to have such a good time building this but ben can you think of any negatives to including mercenaries in your league you kidding like (laughs) this is gonna break everyone like you were saying this as like a league commissioner this is this is like a living nightmare um yeah this i i think this is going to have to take a very organized league structure to be used easily um because i think in a lot of cases this is going to replace star players for a lot of situations like like you say the secret weapons this is pretty much now what they are yeah they're these mercenaries and um so yeah i think in the situation where you they're going to come up a lot is basically what i'm saying because they're <laughs> good value really good value oh, they're um, so good value. i mean the the big guy one is just phenomenal um and that's without yeah. without reducing the cost based on stats which is the the mini morgue the mini morgue is just uh, almost an auto buy if you've got the cash because where are you where are you so many graphics mini morgue here we go mini morgue archetype 180k 4 5 4 plus 5 plus 9 plus mighty blow plus 2 throw teammate the loner 5 plus all right we're, we're, that's 180k then you hammer down the passing stat save 20k yeah. and take block for 40k to <laughs> 200k for a four five four plus uh, at that point it would be zero uh, passing stat nine plus with mighty blow plus two and block for 200k that is better so than zug yeah mighty blow plus two so block. do you reckon the tax that take so for not taking star players well for taking these over star players the tax is they have to like beg your commissioner to do it <laughs> Well, this is like... <laughs> well, I think 
no-brainer for so many situations. I think you kind of got a couple of different choices when it comes to running your league. Because Ben, you are exactly right from a commissioner point of view. This is it's probably fine if it was like if it, you, me, Craig, uh, and Rich had a little mini league on the go. This would be great, no problem at all. But our wobble league's got twenty-something coaches of differing levels and differing commitments and sometimes you can run up and your game isn't there so you have to play a different coach you sit down you were pl- you and i were planning on playing ben um and you were minus 150 so you were like ah oh, sweet i'm gonna take two leader halflings and a lineman with kick it's gonna be fantastic <laughs> like i'm gonna ruffle stomp you with the power of my rerolls and um and then a new guy comes along so actually i end up bowing out so that you can play the new guy and he's down 100k. And then you're like, right, yeah, here's your team. That's fantastic. So you've got 100k, so you can buy a mercenary. And these are the four you can afford. And on top of that, do you want to increase his stat? Do you want to reduce? Do you want to, do you want to add a skill? Do you want to add a general skill? There's 12 to choose from. You can also add an agility skill. There's 12 of those to choose from. And and they just end up having convulsions and die. And that's, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of admin. I just, I think prepping for games it's quite cool it adds a really amazing constructed element like a really amazing list building constructed element and i think the best way i reckon to do and i'd love your thoughts on this one bt before the season starts or just during the season you can create one per coach you brew up a a famous local star and he's available for everybody and that is you can vote them in or vote them out like you could create this guy and everyone's like actually that's too powered that's not fluffy that's just gamesmanship get out 30k leader that makes no sense at all uh and you're like yeah fair enough but then actually you end up with a list of uh, you know 10 star players that are cheap for the league and as the season develops you can say actually you know what i kind of fancy this one as well let's sub him out that you know i make a motion to add this player to the list actually then it's a lot easier because you've got your star players and everything, and you've also got this list, and you can do the thing that you recommended, Ben, right when we talked about the bona fide big guys. Build a model to fit. That's so good. This 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 would be, you know, my nobility team with, with Honcho Zan, the, the main yeah. big guy leader. Yeah, he could be this instead. He could be a bona fide big guy, and I can just run a normal logo that people recognize and he doesn't have a sword. And yeah, that could be like... Yeah, that's a really good way of doing it. I'm so on board with that. Everyone has their one. Yeah, and you don't necessarily, you know, you could even and really, really easily um, allow your chosen one to be um, rostered to your team if you want. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be far-fetched to say you can build a mercenary and you can roster them to your team. That's your star player for the season. Uh, you know, and it is kind of balanced by cost because startup cost is very different to inducement cost you know mm-hmm. if you need to fit a 200k block mighty blow plus two player into your roster you're going to be giving up other stuff including rerolls. yeah balancing factor if you're down 250k there is no reason not to take a mini morgue with block and a leader <laughs> halfling like just literally like what like griff is never going to see the pitch again except by ian triplo like move over Grack and Crumbleberry yeah, Grack and Crumbleberry and we've got Mini Morg and Brain like it's going to look like Master Blaster from 
from Mad Max. It's just this hench dude and this t- it's pinky in the brain, but on the blood bowl pitch. And yeah, I, th- I feel like there's some uh, there's some designs that are great and clever, and there's some designs that are just literally broken. And I I doing these videos, I was working through, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Actually, you can reduce passing by twenty, which means you get twenty k basic skill to give him. And actually, block is two hundred k for block mighty blow plus two. Yeah, loan of five plus is a bit rubbish, but you're rolling two dice and you've got block all the time. And when you block them down, it's plus two. Like, there's just a lot of combos. And you can sacrifice. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. I, I wonder how um, Blood Bowl 3 is going to... It's probably just not going to have these, no. right? And this is I exactly what I mean. This is never going to see Fumble. And if it does, it will only be from a, a pre-generated list. Like, mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to run a league and you want to have mercenaries, just allow every player to design one mercenary at the beginning of the league. Have a model painted for the league. And if you're playing on club night, the first person to take him gets to use that model. I think that's probably the best way to get these in. Um, I think it's. I do think they're awesome, but there is a, there is a danger zone element here. And I don't know, Ben. Tournaments? What do you reckon? I think this will be a good way to do themed tournaments. So you know, when we had the uh, Albion one with the Fen Beast, yeah, I think this would be a good alternative to that. So you can be like, for this tournament, <laughs> these are the mercenaries you can pick from. Oh that's amazing oh i love that yeah. and that's actually what the section in the book says it's like you can use this to design your in-star players um and yeah. you actually can and i think they end up being more stream. see the difficulty with the with the star players in blood ball is that they've normally got one skill that they don't need to keep the cost up um mm-hmm. i feel like most stars do have that additional skill that you're like i would never give that guy a skill this allows you to just sack off their passing stat get rid of that extra skill they don't need and just absolutely optimum you know i <laughs> it's the best justification for the passing stat in this edition is now you've got a dump it's stat just, to yeah, it's just to sack off the stat for to make your other skills cheaper and, and you know what yeah. that's fine but yeah there's going to be a spreadsheet coming out soon i started building it today and then got distracted by wedding stuff actually <laughs> silly Silly apocalypse getting in the way of my spreadsheeting on my day off. I actually took a holiday day today to play with Death Zone things. <laughs> Finished my work project. I was like, I've got some time owed. I'm going to take it. I'm going to rock a PD. I'm going to rock a personal day and just film and explore Death Zone. And I had a great Four time. Oh, it was mostly yeah. mostly good, apart from when Curse City got cancelled. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> 17. So that that's mercenaries uh, the next thing to mention is giants yeah. giants went down 50k but basically work the same way as they did before that's cool we There's... hadn't had too much um too like too much experience with them like they came sort of the end of the old edition and uh talk 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 yeah talk. we didn't get to see them much so nah i had a go they're great i yeah <laughs> you, you i definitely uh in one game i used the giant against Dan from Club's massive mega orc team with my oh yeah thirty one hundred EV <laughs> yeah yeah I won three nil with uh, with the Brown Town Steamers my underworld team before they had gutter runners to be fair it was like shiny new toy syndrome it was oh my god there's a there's a there's a giant right all my black orcs let's go take on this giant in the meantime the rest <laughs> of my team is just running around scoring touchdowns um, yeah I. 
it's still naught to one giants as well, which is silly. And I think the breakdown actually says uh, this is a very, very optional rule. <laughs> uh, it's not mandatory. Yeah. yeah. However, uh, everything else I think has stayed the same, but they've got break tackle, which is not good anymore because break tackle is just plus two. So they're dodging on a three plus into the open, which is a bit garbage, which is sad. They should have yeah. had extra rules. They can walk over prone players and stuff. Um, otherwise, everything else from Giants, I think, is basically the same as it was before. And you know what? Like you said, Ben, actually, you know, they were cool, but they weren't amazing. 50k drop is pretty good, but everything kind of dropped 50k from an inducement point of view. So, yeah, I like it. Um, I would like to see more Giants. I'd like to see them cheaper, and I'd like to see them mandatory. But I feel like that yeah. would trigger some coaches. Um, <laughs> yeah, so in our league, you have to have a Giant and a Wizard. Uh, that'll be four players in that league. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Uh, two of them are me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Weather tables and match events. So in the book as well, there's a bunch of different weather tables, uh, which is just cool if you want to use it. It ties in well to the themed league stuff, Ben, that you and I have been talking about. Mm -hmm. That we love the idea of. But there is also match events. Now, I really like this. Um, let's get the breakdown. Match events are a great way to add some unexpected situations to Blood Bowl games. Unlike special play cards, they are triggered at random during the match and neither coach knows which match event will be triggered until it comes into play. Match events are not recommended for events as tournaments or during the playoff season as a league as they can greatly unbalance the action. But if you want some narrative spice to Blood Bowl, you can chuck this in. And this, along with basically the special play cards, adds that element of narrative play. And Death Zone is all about narrative and creativity. Like, it's imbalanced. Like, tournament players are going to hate this book hard, right? I love it because it's creative. Oh, yeah. um, so, the match events. I thought, right, so if a match event is in, if match events are in use, basically, you just agree to use match events. Each coach rolls a d16 at the beginning of their turn, after they've moved their turn marker. On the roll of a one, a thing happens. Uh, you both roll a d6, excuse me, and you look at, uh, is it d6 or is it d8? D16. Da, 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 da. It's a D8, D6. Oh, that is, yeah. So you roll a D8, your opponent rolls a D6, and you look up on a D86 chart. So we'll give... Uh, which one should we just have a quick look at? We'll look at 1 to 2, 4. Moment of glory. So remember, you, this is the beginning of your turn. You're rolling a dice. You get a 1. You both roll and check up the chart. So this is realistically going to trigger once per player per game. On, on statistical average, which I think is quite cool. Uh, so, moment yeah. of glory. Uh, one of the players has decided that this is their time to shine and they're playing for fame, glory, and a place in the annals of sports history and nothing is going to get in their way. Uh, randomly select a player on the active team that is currently on the pitch. If that player is the first to be activated this team turn, they may re-roll a single dice uh, during their activation. Um, this may be a dice rolled as single dice or part as a pool, etc. This re-roll may be used on its own or in conjunction with a skill re-roll. Um, or in conjunction with team re-rolls, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's just like a moment of glory. So that turn, that guy gets to re-roll a thing. There's loads of cool stuff. There's pop, uh, the ball bursts, you know, there's dodgy trapdoors, there's magical stuff, there's demons. Gonna be... It's, it's so much stuff here, and it's all for the flavour. And this, the, again, this is what I like, is because this is just something you can do. You can just be like, do you want to do it? Go for it. And you don't have to have like the deck of special play cards or something, which can often just like, you yep. know, break it. I think it's cool just to be like, let's just roll. Let's just see what happens. 
So we're going to be filming our league soon. We're going to do a 7 series and an 11 series. I would be tempted to just chuck this in for a little bit of extra narrative spice. It's not, yeah, I think we should. It's not massive. It could just be quite entertaining. And that's what this book gives you. You've got pitches. You've got balls. You've got wizards. Like wizards you have to buy. But pitches and balls, weather table, match events, they're all just free stuff that you can add to the game. Um, and then there are mm -hmm. mercenaries, which are designed to murder TOs from the inside out, which I think is also really <laughs> fun. Uh, and commissioners, board commissioners. Um, right. What else is on the list? Oh, yeah. Blood Bowl 7s. So, already done a video for this, and it's already out, because I couldn't wait, basically. As soon as I got the rules ready to go, I was like, we, I've got to get this out, because it is 7s. We love 7s, and we now have official 7s rules. Not a lot has changed, Ben, which is magic. Um, so, brief summary of the changes of 7s. The kickoff situation got a little bit hazy. Um, the NAF document had a really good kind of breakdown uh, it had been play tested and kind of the way the NAF does stuff is they, they take a while to do stuff but when they do it they do it th really thoroughly Games Workshop feel like uh, other way around perhaps um, so key changes kickoff roll is just 1d6 used to be 2d6 and a d8 take the lowest <laughs> did you do that with your camera yeah sorry okay, I fucked the button no 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 you looked surprised for a second when you just <laughs> yeah. shrunk I was like hey it's a stunty superstar um yeah, Ben rolled on the magic events table. Uh, so kickoff <laughs> kickoff roll is now one d six rather than two d six. Might see more touchbacks, but also what that does do is make kick less overpowered in sevens. Yeah, which makes me sad because I love kick. I love uh, kick too, but it makes kick better. Um, but it means that you're not always going to be putting the ball exactly where you want it which I think mm. competitive-wise is good. Uh, touchbacks and line of scrimmage. This is clear as mud. It's not really clear as mud. It's just weird. So technically, as it is written, in sevens, you have got the no-man's land, which is the six squares in between your two lines of scrimmage. Historically, the ball can land there just fine, and it's not a touchback. Mm -hmm. So you can go for cheeky onside kicks where you kick it right in front of your line of scrimmage, and it makes it quite exciting. I think it's really good. I think it's really an exciting element. They haven't put that rule in there. So at the moment, the uh, the ball is a touchback if it goes outside of your opponent's half. So if you kick it into the middle, but it is this side of the half, but still in the mid-range zone, that is a touchback. And the line mm. of scrimmage isn't really cleared up either from a point of view of... There's a couple of things here. On the ball, currently, allows you to move as long as you stay inside your own half that's going to be a problem in sevens and the reason that's going to be a problem in sevens is because the line of scrimmages are offset the pitch is shorter so you've got 13 squares from your line of scrimmage to the goal line if you get to move three squares forward you only have 10 squares and let me tell you as a skaven player i am incredibly happy about that yeah because that's one go for it and you've got a touchdown it's pretty brutal and it seems a bit odd as well like the the official pitch doesn't have a clear line of script like it's, it's clear what the center is and because it folds in half it's probably going to be you know the fold line <laughs> but i feel like if the rules were written around it being the half something clearer would have been indicated there, there would be a halfway line yeah i'm, I'm with you yeah. on that one um also because the kickoff table mirrors blood bowl 2020 in every way except it's uh 
the turns for the riot has changed. So instead of being turn six, seven, eight, it's turn four, five, six. That makes sense. And where it would normally be like um, D6 plus one players do this, it's now D3 plus one players, which makes sense. So for a blitz, it's D3 plus one players rather than D6 plus one. Makes sense. But high kick is still a result. So if the ball is high kicked and lands in your half, but beyond your line of scrimmage, you can, again, just put a gutter runner or something there to catch the ball and you just get free movement. And if you have a high kick and you've got OTB, so if, for example, you're running Lizardman, that chameleon gets to wander three squares forward and you get to move another player underneath the ball. So if that ball lands, if that ball is going to land basically at the midway mark, you move your Croxagore forward to catch the ball it's going to fail to catch the ball that ball is then going to be a touchback and you can give it to whoever the heck you like and your crocs and your chameleon skink are then at the midway point yeah that's interesting (laughs) the naf rules cleared this up beautifully they just said you can't move past your line of scrimmage and if the ball lands in the mid zone it's it's free play i feel like yeah if it's anywhere but your your line beyond your line of scrimmage yeah. yeah I feel like that's a really clean way to adjust it, and I'm a bit disappointed it wasn't in the rules. But because now we're going to end up with that middle ground. Do you remember the first time you, you, you did you you did play um, Sewer Bowl Sevens one, didn't you? Yeah. There was that big hoo ha because the older NAF players and the people who just read it were like, "Well, that's a touchback. That's not a touchback. It's not in my half." Yeah, but it's in the it's in the neutral. It was like a genuine like thing. We're going to have it again now, where. It's going to be like, is it a touchback? Is it not a touchback? And quite frankly, if it stays like this with OTB, OTB is going to be the new kick um, because three free squares forward, like just give it to a Minotaur, like whatever. Give it to any player on the ball. You just, you just, yeah, you just start three squares closer. You know, yeah. Dwarf Slayers are going to have on the ball because actually, LOL, quick frenzy blitz. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Wow. It's incredible. Uh, Beast of Nurgle with uh, OTB on the kickoff. They wander forward and then they are just a single walk uh, into contact with multiple players. It's it's interesting and bad. This is what theory for happen is there'll be an FAQ and Games Workshop will say consider your half to be your up to your line of scrimmage. <laughs> and so you have your half, the opponent's half, and then also the half in between. <laughs> yeah, I think so. so so those are those are my recommendations for that uh the injury and apothecaries change up a bit apothecary works on a four plus basically if they're injured um and the injury chart instead of rolling breaking armor then rolling badly hurt then rolling on the injury t- the casualty table it's now just a single 2d6 roll uh two to seven stun eight nine knockout ten badly hurt eleven miss next game twelve dead mm-hmm. makes sense nice and nice and quick um i think I I I really like the standard casualty table. I think it adds a lot of flavour, um, but I do get it. Like, it's not saying that the player is dead dead. It's just that it's, a, it's an amateur pro league, and if they break their leg, they're cut from the team. Like, it makes sense in that regard. Um, inducements. They've changed the prices of a lot of inducements. Things are different now. So, building the team has stayed the same, with the exception of apothecary. Uh, not apothecary. Yeah, apothecaries are now eighty k. Um, coaches and cheerleaders are now 20k a piece and inducement wise they've gone up to 30 and the re-roll is now 150k team training for inducements which is fine because as we've seen you can just take two halflings for 30k a piece with leader 
they are in there. Mercenaries are in there. And player advancements have been really simplified as well when it comes to sevens. Uh, so basically, after your match, you get two choices. You can choose a player to get a random general, or you can roll randomly to roll a random secondary. It's interesting. Okay, so it's a bit different. It's kind of like skips a tier. Yeah, yeah. Now, sevens is a tricky one. So the rules as they are in this book is really high narrative. Um, this is like Blood Bowl is built and designed by Games Workshop to be a narrative game and you're not playing competitively, you are playing a story. And mm -hmm. they are not fussed about balance ever. And to be honest with you, because Blood Bowl was curated by the NAF for 20 years, it it has been primarily a competitive format. In, in a way, you know, it's like I played to win and this is my optimal build. There's just that element of games. So it does clash. And Sevens, where it was a quick play format that allowed a lot of repetition, became a fantastic resurrection format. And it still is. Don't worry. But everything here is for League. Player advancements, inducements, injuries, it's all League. The only thing that's changed for a resurrection format is the rulings around touchbacks. That's basically it. Otherwise, 7 stays the same. 600k, 0-4 positionals, everything else stays the same. But if you want to run a league, you can run it, and it's like Blood Bowl Light. So it's going to be really useful for new players joining. It just means if you're running a 7s tournament, like we are next year, you've got to make sure the rules are really clear. And actually, we're not far off. And it's just a couple of tweaks for Blood Bowl 7s, and you can play... I don't know, Ben. I I still think the way we did seven super series the first time round is the best way to play sevens. You know. Yeah, I, uh, that was that was so much fun. Yeah, that's, it, that's what sevens is, isn't it? It's just fun. Yeah, like yeah. casual fun. And you get a, it's a quick way to try out some new skills. Um, yeah. And blah blah sevens in the rule book. I like it. Sevens is here. The pitch is here. Actually, just brew up a rule book, a rule set like we're going to be doing for kind of halfway. This is heavy league. You can play full resurrection. Seven Super Series format is halfway in between that. It's resurrection with incremental growth that maintains balance roughly. Um, you get your story, but each game is independent. And I really like the way we did that. And I think it's still the best way, and the rules support it. That brings us full completion of talking about Death Zone. We only really went into detail on a couple of areas. That's how much is in this book. Ben, what do you think? Final thoughts. Uh I think we're going to be talking about this book for a little bit longer, like for a while longer on the podcast. Like it, it's really cool. I'm a huge fan of this book. Um, and I think it's a really good move on Games Workshop. I think that making Sevens official is fantastic. Um, just giving all these completely optional, but extremely fun things you can insert into your game in one place as well. Yeah. Having it just in one book is really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's really cool. It's, entirely optional i don't think people should feel compelled they need it to play their game i think i can imagine a lot of these things won't come up um in a lot of leagues um and probably even in our league i imagine there'll be yeah. you know I... a lot of games where it's just not used but i think the games that it is it's really cool i agree it's just like just a selection box of stuff you can add to the game and i think it's awesome and it's a bit of a shame that sevens is in this book um you know because everything else is about narrative expansion and then you've got this extra little play mode at the end um but it's only like four pages or six pages so i'm a bit surprised it isn't its own little thing and i think it's going to be a little pdf download uh, because of the way it's written 
Yeah, especially with rules. Like when it's a, like yeah, like I say a whole new game mode. I think that should be a PDF. I think yeah, there's so going to be a, a cheeky little PDF for sevens, um, and it makes yeah. sense. I love it. This is the best Blood Bowl product we've had since Spike Eleven, which was my favourite Spike. Spike Twelve, not as good as Spike Eleven, um, but everything I loved about Spike Eleven, they have expanded on in Death Zone and then added sevens and giants. So. <laughs> And loads of it. <laughs> Mate, it's ridiculous. There is nothing missing from this book. Uh really. Yeah. You know. And there's still a ton of design space. Like there's still a ton of design space, but they've filled out really nicely. And if you like Blood Bowl at all, you're gonna love reading through this. And if you have a local friendly league or a family league or a narrative league, this is full of stuff. If you're a competitive player, not probably not for you. But there's elements here you can add in. And if you want to build a tournament, get this book. If you want to build and run a tournament because you can close your eyes flip through the pages choose a page and then do it again and those will be the two defining elements of your tournament and it doesn't matter which pages you pick on we are going to be playing on this pitch and the random rule is that we are having giants okay sweet you know what let me know i'm coming to that tournament but yeah and that's it like ben we've talked about this ages you know yeah that's it you know we're gonna have mercenaries and summer weather it's just awesome. I, yeah, I love it. I really, really, really love it. Okay, Ben, I think we're ready to wrap up the show for today. Yeah. Good to go? All good. Fantastic. Okay, guys, thank you very much for watching and for listening. Um, thank you for supporting us. Let us know what you think of Death Zone because I'm proper psyched and I hope your copy turns up in time and I hope that things are okay and I hope that you get that copy of death zone and we're going to call it now before ben tells me off again and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm gonna go apologize to tiff for calling it glassware and uh yeah we'll be back again soon I, I will yeah i will i'm just gonna call it cups and stuff from now on and see how that goes um <laughs> right bt thanks ever so much for chatting blood uh blood ball man love it and uh, yeah we'll be back soon um, happy blocking everybody stay safe and enjoy Death Zone see you later bye